here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Do I have everybody's attention now? That you stand for. Diamond ring wearing gift dealing. Woo! Wheel of dealing. Limousine right. Jet flying. Battle of a gun. All right, welcome once again to the Voice Wrestling Podcast. I'm Rich Grace alongside, as always, Mr. Joe Lanza. And Joe, uh, how you doing? <laughs> we need happy thoughts on this. Do you just, let's just talk about Ricochet and Ibushi the whole three hours. Well, I mean, you know, we're going to have to talk about Horgate at some point. So, yes. uh, we're, we're I thought that was just our name that we were using. In the, okay. Well, I guess not. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> listen, uh, we're, we're going to address uh, the Jason Felix uh, controversy, but here's what we're going to do. Uh, we talked about it, and we're going to do it at the end of the show. And the reason being is not a ton of people really care. So if you do care about that, and you want to hear about that, it'll be at the end of the show, and we'll probably get pretty animated about it. If you don't want to hear about it, which most of our listeners and followers really couldn't care a lot, and we have stats to back that up actually too, which is interesting, um, then you can just turn the podcast off uh, you know, right before we you know, get into that topic. So we'll do it at the end, and we, we won't make people who don't want to hear it, which is the majority of the listeners uh sit through it so you know yeah. we're gonna do our regular show and then we'll address the jason felix stuff which we've already addressed on twitter and he already put out an apology and 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 you know uh you know long story short uh you know the guy made a mistake he apologized for it uh he will not be doing uh main event reviews any longer uh he won't be doing any wwe coverage any longer and uh and that's that and as far as that goes for now he's gone and that's all we know right now, correct? Yes. Is there anything is unfair about what I just said? No, no, that's that's right okay, on point. That's the gist of it. So, um, so that's that. We'll get into more excruciating detail at the end. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's and and for the record, it, if you haven't uh, seen the multitude of posts on Twitter or anywhere else, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to speak for Rich. 
you know, I think the guy made a mistake. And, absolutely. No, absolutely. And, and I think the guy was wrong. And, uh, you know, I, I, I – but, but we're not going to get into the details of all that until the end of the show. So he made a mistake. Uh, he recognizes he made a mistake. He'll no longer be covering WWE. And, uh, and that's where we're at. And, and, he's no, and, as, and for now, at least, he's no longer with the site for now. Yep. Um, other things I did want to touch on before we get into the, the bulk of the show. Um, you might notice that you've been having a hell of a time trying to get on the website, voiceofwrestling.com, over the past week. And that is something we're definitely working on. It, it, it seems to be this, it, it's a huge issue right now that, that's going on. It appears that either, and it, it, it doesn't, because I had some people say, oh my God, it must be you know <laughs> the people that are mad at you about this. I have no reason to believe it was those people, you know, the people that we're going to talk about later in the show or the, the arguments that we had that, that had anything to do with this. But uh, at the beginning of the week, I noticed the slate just being slow as hell, going down all the time. I started investigating a little bit. It looked like we were at at some level, I don't want to say we were hacked for sure, but something is going on in the back end of the website. There, there's, if you never heard of it, it's a DDoS attack where essentially someone or something just sends signals to your website nonstop. Like, so it, it, it artificially inflates your traffic. So there's tons of different IPs coming. There's a bunch of referrals from sites that would have no reason to ever send to us, like Lamborghini dealerships in like Italy are sending thousands of people a minute to our site, which I, I, I'm highly doubting they're doing that. So essentially, it's dropping the site down because our host is automatically throttling us and and basically saying, "You guys are using up too much bandwidth. We have to put you down. You know, we have to take you away for a little bit." And that's causing the site to be down constantly. I've looked into it. I'm doing everything I can. I'm reinstalling databases. I'm I'm restoring this stuff. I'm deleting stuff. I'm running scans. Nothing seems to be working so far. I'm still working on it. So, yeah, if you are having trouble getting the website, that's sort of it. And another thing as well, before we get sort of the, the conspiracy theories of, uh, you know, oh, you guys deleted, you know, Jason's stuff or, you, you know, you're trying to hide from this, all this sort of stuff. I've lost a week's worth of posts regardless, whether it was Jason's thing, which it was involved. But it was also a post of mine. It was also a guest post that we had. It was a review. It was it was three or four other posts that we completely lost. Trust me. If I wanted to delete Jason's thing, I would delete Jason's thing. I wouldn't delete seven or eight other you know posts that happened. But in the data in the database transfer, I lost a week's worth of stuff. So that's all gone. It's in it's it's with God now. I don't know where it is. Can't get it done, whatever. But I'm gonna keep working. So but if you if you go to the website and you're having a ton of issues. We know about it. We're doing whatever we can to do it. it you you got to be patient, though, because I'm trying the best I can just being one man trying to, to, to repair the website as, as best I can and deal with these hackers or, or whatever is going on. So that's not the interesting part. No one cares. The, the, main, the main event review is gone, but uh, his apology and his statement is on his personal blog if anybody wants to. Yes, yes, to exactly. So, so that, that can be found there. And uh, so, uh, but but the main event review is gone. It's gone with the whole week's worth of data. And but, yeah, and it's but if, not but just if you, yet, like, But if you think we're hiding the contents of that main event review, that could easily be found uh, via a quick exactly. Twitter search. Yes. If you want to know what he wrote and what the controversy is all about and how he got in hot water, uh, it's it's not. And, and believe me, unlike some other people, we don't delete any of our tweets. Right. That's ridiculous. So you can go back over the last uh, twenty four to forty eight hours or whatever it's been at the time we're recording this, and you can read through everything we said uh, to everybody and what everybody said in response to us. It's all there. So uh, just to nip that in the bud, there's nobody hiding anything. The site's, no, the no, site's no. you could even go back and check. The site's been a wreck long before any of this stuff happened. And, exactly, and we, yeah, we lost a bunch of posts. So, uh, and, our, and all our tweets are still there. And, uh, and, and again, we'll get more into detail about that stuff later. But uh, the majority of our listeners and our readers just want us to talk about wrestling. So that's what we're going to do. Absolutely. Let's do it. 
they don't want to hear more about websites and, and arguments on Twitter and all this sort of stuff. So let's get into wrestling. Let's start off. Um, what do you? I'm, we have a bunch of stuff to do. We're, we're going to obviously do the main uh, uh, Money in the Bank. I said, <laughs> I've just been thinking main event. Main event's been in my head the whole time. What a worthless show to have so much discussion about. But uh, uh, Money in the Bank, uh, we have that coming up this Sunday. So we're going to preview that. We're going to talk about the New Japan uh, Dominion show that we both watched over the weekend. We also, uh, I attended live uh, Chikara's. Return to Chicago. So, I would you want to talk a little bit about yeah, that? You're gonna bury. Um, you're gonna bury Chikara, right? That's what you're gonna uh, mm. Oh, you're gonna bury. You wanted to bury it. That don't don't back off now. You were gonna bury. You were all prepared to bury it. It's just so many other things have happened now that, that it's it's. I can't be angry about it anymore. But maybe I can. Maybe I can get it up again. I can. I can. I can. I'll, I'll do what I can. I, I'll, I'll. I'll let it. I'll let the, the hate flow again. But yeah, no. So we have a bunch of good stuff to cover. Talk a little bit about TNA. Uh, you, we have a correspondent uh, in New York right now watching the shows and, and giving us some good stuff uh, coming back. So we, we will talk As a little bit about speak, that. speak, yes, you, you, live. you, Rich, will be getting live updates from the second set of uh, New York City TNA tapings. And you will get to react in real time. <laughs> to to what goes on? I, this is I believe tonight. So this is not. Is this a sold out show then? Correct, or is that tomorrow? Tomorrow is technically a sellout, but the, I know somebody who bought tickets yesterday. Yes. Okay. But uh, I mean, you know, it's that whole if you you know if it's almost the whole super no vacancy thing. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. I mean, you know, no one's gonna nitpick. They had about um, six fifty yesterday. Our guy actually put it at seven hundred. So okay. Rob Stryker put it at 700, and uh, I think uh, – he, he lies about attendance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is a man who blatantly lies about attendance. Um, that is helping. But every, uh, all the other outlets had about 650. Uh, listen, okay. I tell people all the time, Rob Stryker generally estimates higher. He, like he'll give the benefit of the doubt when he gets an mm-hmm. estimate. I try to tell people that, but uh, who knows. Um, yeah. So our, that was last week. That was last week's controversy. New controversy. He, he, he counted about 100 empty seats, and it was set up for 800. So it's pretty close because all the other estimates I've been seeing around the internet are about 650. So anyway, mm-hmm. tonight I'm not sure. I know they were about the same boat as last night as far as uh, pre-sold tickets. Tomorrow night they announced as a sellout, but like I said, there were some tickets available because I know people personally who 100% bought tickets yesterday. Okay. That's good to know. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, anyone that you want to start off with, uh, we can go in order. Let's do Dominion, yes, because that's happy, happy thoughts. So that's, um, yeah, so obviously Dominion show, you, you reviewed it for the website. I believe that post has made it alive through the through our, our many database issues. But uh, for people that haven't seen it, maybe if you can give just kind of a quick recap of the show. or not, Maybe not a quick recap, but just your thoughts overall on the show, and, and we'll kind of break it down match by match. Because I thought it was a really fascinating show in a lot of ways. I thought watching it live when it when – when it hit ha- when it hit the intermission, I was going to say halftime. Uh, when it hit the intermission, I thought it was had a chance to be uh, the show of the year if mm-hmm. the second half delivered, which it didn't. The second half did not deliver. This is one of those rare New Japan shows uh, where the first half was significantly better than the second half. Not even a little better. I mean, it was significantly better. No, than it was nine day. Half. It was nine day. Um, this was a a legitimate great first half of a show. And a very mediocre second half of the show. Um, I thought that the first half had three, what I would classify, maybe four great matches. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I gave four of the matches in the first half, four stars or higher. So, and, uh, you know, um, to me, the match of the night was the opener, was the IWGP Junior Tag Title match. The, you know, the Young Bucks are just, they're on a roll, man. Remember when we used to, oh, they're, they're, yeah. remember when we were complaining about these IWG Junior Tag matches? I mean, no one's mm-hmm. complaining anymore. 
No. Uh, you know, and 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 they had a great match with the Time Splitters. Time Splitters won the titles. I thought that was smart. I thought it was smart for Kushida to win the fall with the hoverboard lock, especially um, uh, to win the titles to continue his momentum from the strong Super Juniors he had, and to and 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 you know the the, the Young Bucks have had the titles for a while now, and uh, this was a good switch in my opinion, and keeps Kushida's momentum rolling. And to me, it was uh, the best match on the show, and probably you know one of the better tag matches of the year. I can't off the top of my head, you know. The Young Bucks Red Dragons Red Dragon uh, match at the uh, that's that's about the only one I can yeah that, that that's definitely in the same neighborhood um, I I think I prefer that match a little better a little better uh, than this match that happened this past weekend but uh, I think another big theme here is the Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world and no one else is even close no no they're far and away yeah I mean I can't even you know and, and we talked about it at the beginning of the year but now it's just it's, it's not even funny anymore. I mean it's in, just, in, terms of, in terms of having great matches nobody's even close um and if there is I, I'd love to hear some ideas I I don't think I don't think you know I watch plenty of wrestling I watch plenty of promotions I don't see anybody having the multitude of great matches that these guys are having and and doing it once again just like last year in a in a, in a bunch of different places yeah all across the world and if you're into the if you're into the aspect of winning different titles all over the place, they've got that. They've, they're marking that box. Uh, they've had great matches. Um, so to me, they're they're head and shoulders. I don't even think they're so far ahead of the pack. I don't even think there's a number two. I didn't know who's even close to these guys. That's what I say. Like I, I've heard like the Usos or whatever, and it's like okay, then they're then it's settled that I'm definitely voting for them. I mean, if if the Usos or the Wyatts are like number two and three or you know that sort of realm, then it's so obviously the Young Bucks. At that point. I mean, if the Usos are really number two, then there is – I mean, like, you'd be out of your mind to vote. I mean, who else? I I, I can't think of any others, honestly. I really don't. I mean, maybe the Red Dragon, like you said. Red Dragon. uh, You could put them in there. I I mean, I'm really – and that's – I mean, we're scratching the surface, I think, with a lot if we go any deeper than that. It's difficult, and I think that's why people are falling back on the Usos because they're clearly the top team in in WWE. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I I think that's fair to say. And – um, but the thing about the Usos is, where's the great matches? I can't name. They're good. I can't. All good. One. They're all good. But not where's great. The great yeah. ma- I can't name one. Every- I can name two Young Bucks great matches off the top of my head that we just saw, and you know, but the Young Bucks have a great in match. the past few the Young months. Bucks yeah, have a yeah. great match every time they step in the ring. Right. I, you know, I, you know, if if I was going to rank all of the Young Bucks matches that I've seen and all of the Uso matches, I don't know how far down the top ten I would get before I'd even name an Uso match. Uh, so you know, for me. And that also, you know, that's how do you look at the award too matters as well. Um, if you're not hot on just, you know, picking a team that had the best matches, well, here's the thing: there's no tag team in the world that's been in a put in a position to draw money, so you can't really look at it from that aspect. I mean, mm-hmm. this isn't 1989. You know, this isn't this isn't the Road Warriors in the mid '80s where they were going from place to place and headlining shows and drawing money. I mean, none of these tag teams are drawing money. So um, I don't know what I, I, I don't, any way you slice it. I, I don't think anybody touches the Young Bucks right now, and uh, it, it, it's funny they've it, 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 they've really come out of nowhere because when when I did my you know best of the first third of the year, I I didn't even pick a tag team. I said someone needs to separate themselves from the mm-hmm. pack, and these guys did. But yeah, but, absolutely. But that this was a great match to me. It was a, the best match of the show. Did you think it was the best match of the show? I uh, I would probably put Abushi and Ricochet just slightly over, but it, it it's a super slight one, and it, it's 
and there's a few reasons. A lot of it's personal bias because I just love Ibushi and Ricochet so much. But that, that's you can really. I mean, you don't go. You can't go wrong with either of those. I'm 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 picking that one only slightly above it. But that's still like it. it it's to me they were very equal in terms of just pure excitement, pure fun, all that sort of stuff. And and I think the really telling thing about this, and I was so glad about it, and I think we mentioned it in our preview as well, is that this match got 16 minutes, 16 or nearly 17 minutes. That, I mean, that tells you right there, if it would have been that, you know, we always, because you said we complain about those junior heavyweight, you know, tag matches, that they're they're 10 to 11 minutes, they're just a rush of spots, and then they're kind of over. But the fact that this one was given that extra five to seven minutes was huge. And I thought you could tell that that it's sort of, when it got past that 10-minute point, you were kind of like, oh, we're in for something pretty special here. You, you know what I mean? Because it was that last, to me, it was that last little five minutes where it was like, all right, cool. This is something different. This is something special. This is something I really should watch. And it was just, it, I, I thought they just all around did a great job. I mean, just, just it, it's hard to really pick pinpoint one thing exactly that really made this match great. Because I think it was, every. I mean, the, the story of it, the structure of the match, the spots within the match. And to me, a lot of people, you know, the Bucks. A lot of people complain that they'll have these kind of crazy spots where you know they'll they'll kick a guy in the head and then that guy drops him down for two. So you, you know, you've seen that with with I forgot it was O'Reilly and and you know it was it was the Red Dragon one where he, you know kicked him in the head and then he put him into a pile driver. You know, he does a four fifty off the top rope while another guy's got him in you know a bridge or whatever. And it's these people kind of complain about this sort of stuff. I don't think you saw anything in this match that was really like these guys are just being spot monkeys. I thought everything in there was was had a purpose and Kushida went crazy for a little bit and had his spot and just like everybody sort of was an equal in this match. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. All four guys were, were tremendous and all four guys. There wasn't like one guy that I said stole the show. It wasn't like Kushida was better than Shelly no, 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 or, no, or, or Matt no. was better than Nick. I mean, everybody was just like all four guys were great, on point yeah. and equal. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it, it. It's very rare that you get something like that. Yeah. I thought all four guys were tremendous. I thought, um, everything about the match was tremendous. I mean, if, if I was going to, uh, structure a match between this, that, that that's the match I'd give you. If I could build yeah. it in my head between, but uh, you know, with this tag team, you know, and the crowd was uh, electric too. And, and, the crowd loved it too, and that, that I think that, that was a big issue, and that was a big thing with this this undercard. And well, I think we'll, Osaka, we'll get to that a little know? bit. It's Osaka. Osaka yeah. is a great wrestling, and this building in particular, and it's just a great wrestling city. And this building, and those fans always respond; they're always hot, and they always help these matches. And uh, you know, um, the the the, uh, the it's funny because the. the they, they were quick to turn on Naito in the next match. Look, I listen. Yes, <laughs> I, I don't know what happened when he was getting in the ring. Either he he slipped off the turnbuckle. He then people he thought he was mocking Tamatanga's. But whatever happened, I don't know what Dave Meltzer was looking at because he says that the fans uh, were. Uh, they started laughing. I think is what he said. They I was booed like, the I... guy. <laughs> they definitely. They I don't turned know, on him. I don't know what Dave thinks laughing then, sounds and then, like, and but then it from there, really sounds like booze. And then yeah. From there, the match wasn't very good anyway, and then it was. They didn't give him anything. Yeah, they didn't. They they wouldn't. They weren't going to say a word for him the rest of the night. And then it was flat because they turned on the guy. And yeah, and I, yeah I don't know what Dave was talking it about. It wasn't a very good match, and uh, you know, it, it it was the only match in the first half of the show that stunk. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's I don't know what's going on with Naito or where they're going with him, but. I don't know. This was just such a nothing match against Tomatonga. And he won it with the Stardust Press, and it was like just the most basic of basic bare bones mm-hmm. matches, and there was nothing to it. And they didn't get any time because the opener got all the time, and I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, it's perfectly. Yeah, this one went eight minutes, and you can you can tell the difference. I mean, it was just, yeah, and it it, it, it didn't need to go any longer. It didn't need to do anything. It, it was just sort of there to be there. And, and and as you said, it was it was a it was a small down point, but it it, it kicked back up pretty soon. But yeah, there was there was nothing to this match. No, I mean, nothing at all. And, and Naito, I mean, that that we, we sort of, you know, last year, the G1 winner, and we, we were sort of worried that this guy was going to win the title at, at, at Wrestle Kingdom. And now we're at a point where it's, man, he's, he's 
at the beginning of the shows with Tom and Tonga. I, I, is this a guy that you resurrect, or is this sort of what he is now? Who, Naito? In your mind. No, yeah. I, I just think he's in limbo right now. I, they, okay. I, I think that, that they haven't given up on him or anything like that. I think his, you know, they'll, they'll do something else with him down the line. There's just nothing to do with him right now. So I, I don't read into this as I don't think he's a bottom guy or anything. I definitely don't think that. Uh, just kind of in limbo. Okay, just in limbo for right now. Yeah, and that's I've, I've kind of been curious about that. I, I, I can't imagine they've completely given up on him. I just don't think they have anything but here's quite the thing. with him right I, now. So. Like, I like the run that he's on this year better than the run he went on last year when he got the big push because mm-hmm. I think he's done a tremendous job putting he's been far better in ring much better in ring yeah um and you know that'll come because you know to be fair he was just fresh from a you know a, a knee surgery last year but this year he's done a tremendous job putting over Ishii uh putting over uh, uh Fale so I, I I think he's been much better in the ring this year he's having a much stronger in ring year than he did at the end of last year when they were pushing him it's just uh after he put over those two guys, right now there's just nothing there for him. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens in G1. I think it. I don't think there's any chance he wins it again. I think that would just be the ultimate troll job if they had him yeah, winning. Yeah. <laughs> and I think at that point you just have to turn him heel because people would turn on that again. Yeah. Um, but you know, in in hindsight, would you have maybe eased him in a little bit more? Because we he came back as you mentioned, and we sort of mentioned it at the time when, when it was going on too, is that you could tell he was being slow, he was cautious, slowly but surely he started getting it towards the end of that that kind of the dream run that we're talking about. But it seemed to be a lot too much. You know what I mean? It was I a lot right okay, at the beginning, and, 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 and I don't want to do it in hindsight. It's, this, it's, this is what I'll you know, say about: I can't fault yeah. them for trying to make another big star because that's what that mm-hmm. was. A, that, that, that's what it that was. That was yeah. an attempt to make another top guy. It's just. It turns out that the dynamic and the timing was all wrong because people were still really into Okada at the time. And uh, I, I don't think they were ready for that. And what happened where they lucked out, though, was organically, while they weren't paying attention, Ishii started to get over at that level. Mm-hmm. And then they ran with that instead. And not necessarily instead. I don't think he necessarily took Naito, even though he won the Never title from him and all that. Um and they ended up making a star out of Ishii. But that was more of a grassroots, uh, organic sort of thing from the fans. Um, so they kind of looked out in that respect. But I can't fault them for trying with Naito. I just – look, sometimes things don't work. You know what I mean? It's just it, – this is wrestling. We've seen it over and over and over again. But uh, you know, the Ishii push has certainly worked. And it looks like they've got something cooking with Ibushi. And I guess – Oh, absolutely. Let's just jump to that match, and then we'll talk about the other two. Instead, okay. Uh, you know, we'll use that as a segue. Abushi Ricochet. Now, um, I want to, you know, I want to address something that really made me mad. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. See, I, I lose track. I mean, it's it, it, after this week. It seems like the stuff that happened this weekend is just a complete blur. But yes, go on. I I, I do remember this now. This it's- this idea, okay, this idea that a match can't be great. But yet disappointing at the same time. What is that nonsense? That is utter and complete nonsense. You, and you and you have to read of our previews. Anything, to, to get... anything can be disappointing on some oh, yeah. level. Look, if you're bar- – let's just keep this in the realm of wrestling matches, okay? If you're bar, if you go into a wrestling match expecting a five-star match and the match ends up being – a four-star match. It's still a great match because I think most people's bars, four stars will qualify as great, correct? I mean, that's mm-hmm. a bad Oh, absolutely, yeah. So for the sake of the argument, but it's still disappointing because it didn't meet anything. By definition, 
if something doesn't meet your expectations, it's then dis- it's disappointing. It's it's literally that's yeah, it's literally the literal definition yeah, yeah. of 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 uh, of of disappointing. This was a great match, which ended up being somewhat disappointing because they didn't give it enough time. That was the disappointing aspect of it that it didn't get as much time as we all thought it would get. It had got less match. It got, it had less time than the opener. Yes, yeah. If this, yeah, it was thirteen. This one was thirteen. So. If this match had gone at minimum five minutes longer, you're talking about a surefire match of the year contender and one of the greatest junior matches of all time because mm-hmm. that's the pace that they were on, and that's what they were, and that's how good both of these guys were in this match. The problem is the finish was a little abrupt, and um, listen. That, that doesn't that that's a minor gripe, but even if something is great, you can have a minor gripe, and you can have aspects of it that are disappointing. Yeah, and this and you know this idea that you can't call something great and call it disappointing. No, no, no. That's that's complete bullshit. That's that's that I I, I that doesn't that doesn't even make sense in my mind. I don't even. No, and, and there, there's a bunch of matches. I, I was going to write an article about it. I, I mentioned to you over the weekend that I had a bunch in mind that I was thinking of, and, and one that immediately comes to mind. I didn't get a chance to write the article. Maybe I'll still do that. But one that immediately comes to mind is SummerSlam '95, and that's the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon the ladder match, the second one that they had. The WrestleMania one was obviously just an amazing at the time. It's 1994, SummerSlam '94. It's, you're seeing stuff that you've never, or not SummerSlam, WrestleMania 94, sorry, WrestleMania 10. You're seeing stuff that you've never seen before. You're just seeing this unbelievable match. Dave Meltzer gave it five stars and that stuff, and I absolutely agree. That's just an unbelievable match. So you go to SummerSlam 95, and I remember I watched this sort of, I, I didn't watch this in order. I was, I was too young, but I, I went and got tapes later. When I found out that the SummerSlam 95 had a ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, I went, oh, man, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And it was really fucking good, but it wasn't as good as the WrestleMania one to me. And that to me was disappointing because I had this I, I had this thing in my mind that, oh my God, they're going to do it better than they did at WrestleMania because they have to. They've already done the WrestleMania one. They have to do it better. They came back and they had a spectacular match. That SummerSlam one is awesome, but it wasn't as good as the WrestleMania one. So by literal definition, I was disappointed. Sure. And you know, that doesn't mean I dislike that SummerSlam 95. It's still one of my favorite matches of all time, but it's disappointing because I thought it was going to be better than WrestleMania. I, I came into it with probably unnecessary, unmatchable expectations. And that's what we sort of said with this match. Is, and if you read our previews, we said that. We said there's no way these guys are going to live up to what we want. If it were to me, they would just have a 70-minute, like, you know, just unbelievable. I mean, well, like, here's the I, thing. It wasn't even necessarily the amount of time they got. It was it, – it, it, the end, the finish felt abrupt. That's – look. They were just hitting stride to it's, me. It's, they, they, they could have used, it, like, abso- one or two more kickouts. Absolutely. Because the crowd was on there. You could tell – and the crowd sort of reflected that too. The crowd was up, up, up. The pinfall happened and there was sort of an – you sort of heard like a, uh, you know, like, oh, man, we, we, we really could have used just a few more. We were ready to – you know, we were ready to explode for a few more kickouts. So maybe, and they still reacted. But they, they, you could tell they wanted a little bit more. So maybe I should be a little bit more technical here. It's not necessarily that the match was too short. Uh, it, it's kind of a, a semantic sort of deal. Maybe it was the pacing that was a little disappointing because mm-hmm. they it didn't the finish did not peak at the right time in my opinion I thought because it finished abruptly and I don't know if that's because uh, for whatever reason but those are all sort of timing issues uh, would you agree with that it's just it just wasn't quite if it was a little bit longer it would have made yeah, for a better I, match and and look from the minute Ricochet won the Super Juniors we said there's no way this match cannot be great. Right. And, 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 and but 
our bar is incredibly high for this. I must have used that for those two guys. times. For those yeah, two oh, guys, uh, especially for me, those two guys. And the are momentum just, I mean, they had coming in, and the runs, and the style that we like. I mean, you like, know, and the yeah, and the runs that they were both on. My bar was a match of the year bar, and I don't set that bar for a ton of matches because it's really not a fair bar to, to set for a ton of matches. But we knew it would be a great match. There's no way that those two guys weren't going to have a great match, especially once I saw they were right before intermission two to positioning. I thought they'd get a little more time than they got, but you knew they'd get a fair, at least a fair amount of time to do what they had to do. And uh, the, 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 but, but the bar was match of the year. They didn't get to there. So from that aspect, it was a little disappointing. Yes. But that doesn't. I was coming in. I, I yeah. I, I think that's perfect to say because I came in saying you know leaving a blank spot at the top of my Google Doc saying okay here's my match of the year and it wasn't that. No, no. I, I it might be in the conversation. Sure. I don't know. I feel like something's going to beat it out. I mean, there's a lot of stuff's going to beat it out, but I think it might be in the conversation. Could but, make my top ten. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, it's that, but it's it's not going to go in that spot that I had reserved. It, here, it went I, down with the others. It went with the others. So. I mean, we were sitting here beating it up. It was a great match, and what, no, what, what I liked about the match was neither guy was able to finish the other with their mm-hmm. finisher. Oh, it leads to a series. The, you could tell from the end of that. It's like story. cool. We got three more of these. You know, we got or at least two more of these. I can't wait. You know, the story here was both men had the other man well scouted. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's Ricochet avoided the Phoenix Splash, and Ibushi kept avoiding the Benadriller. And Kota Ibushi had to pull out – it's funny because a couple weeks ago we got that Twitter question, who in the WWE needs the proverbial burning hammer? That special yeah. move that they pull out once or twice a year or not even – maybe not even that often when they really want to finish someone off. You know, hearkening back to the old Kenta Kabashi burning hammer, which he only used in special situations. Well – Kota Ibushi's burning hammer is the Phoenix Plex, mm-hmm. which looks like it's going to break everybody's neck every time. It looks, like, <laughs> it looks like the most dangerous move of all time. I mean, the thing is, there, there was a video going around a couple years ago when he was working on it uh, in, the, in the gym and it, when he invented the move. And uh, people were aghast that he was actually going to try to use this thing in a match because it looked like even in training when he was working on people that he was killing these guys. He was breaking their necks and killing them. And it is a very dangerous looking and impressive looking maneuver. And he very rarely, I don't think he's, he's never used it in new Japan. I can promise you that I've never seen it used by Kota Ibushi in new Japan. Um, it is the first time he used it in a new Japan ring. And I think that might've contributed to, uh, the Osaka, the Osaka crowd kind of being a little surprised too with the finish. Cause I don't think they knew what the hell it was. Um, you know, so I think that might have contributed to sort of the surprise reaction from the fans. But very interesting match structure from that aspect. They couldn't finish each other off with their finishers. They couldn't even hit their finishers on each other. And uh, he has to bust out the rarely used Phoenix Plex to win the mm-hmm. match. That I see. We're sitting here beating them up for you know little minor gripes, like they didn't go three minutes longer or they didn't you know. <laughs> but meanwhile, <laughs> assholes. Yeah. Meanwhile, this is a great match with a great structure. And I just wanted to point out some of the things I loved about the match, and both guys were yeah. really on point during the match as well. And the crowd was absolutely. And I, I think that's another thing that, that that we sort of we talked about it a little bit, but I don't know. Uh, Meltzer was kind of banging the drum that this match has to be at the end. I mean, this is the biggest juniors match you're going to have. We we sort of were talking a little bit about the fact that the house, which was a really good house, might have been in some ways related to these two. And I think when you look at the reactions and how the crowd reacted when these guys came out. Compared to how they reacted when a lot of the other guys that we assume are the big guys, you know, the big guns came out, these guys were equal. I mean, Kota Ibushi was – I mean, maybe Shinsuke Nakamura was a little bit higher, but Kota Ibushi was right in that other level. Hey, look. They, he was they, he was total, He was right there with, with the Okadas and the Tanahashis of the world. I absolutely believe that if you listen to that. Glad you brought that up. They sold the building out. 
they crammed about 7,000 people into this place. They got rid of the ramp so there was a little more space for some more fans, and they sold the place out. And, you know, this coming off the, the Yokohama show, which was the most embarrassing gate they've done. Now listen, there was still a $7,000 as uh, you know, they still drew 7,000 fans to the Yokohama show, but I can't give you credit for that when you don't even fill half the building. I, I just, right. that's just, I can't it's like the that. TNA thing. If you get 300 people in a 2000 seat arena, I can't I'm, I'm, yeah, it, it's, right. it, it doesn't, you know, so that's, that's a negative to me. And I think I personally believe that Rick, that this match and Ricochet in particular had a lot mm-hmm. to do with how well this did. Osaka is a very strong dragon gate town. Yep, they love this style, as evidenced by the the, the first match and, and this one. Yeah, I mean, and, they they eat it up. And Ricochet's a, a big star in Dragon Gate, and uh, and 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 here he is in New Japan and a strong Dragon Gate town, in 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 the most highly anticipated junior match in many years. I think this match had as much to do with drawing this sellout as any other match on the card. Because I do. Yeah, I agree. Where's, I really where's do. Bad Luck Fale's resume as a draw? There is none. No. And um, this was, and if he was the draw, a lot of people didn't really seem to make it known when he came out. No, not only that, here's the thing too. Or during his match, or when, when he won. He won. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. when he won the match, he got the same apathetic reaction that AJ Styles got the 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 when he won the title from uh, yeah. from Okada. It was kind of like, ugh, he's got just the air out of the balloon. Yeah, yeah. just <laughs> just just air out of the balloon. Apathetic reaction. I find it very hard to believe. That this main event, which people thought was weak coming in, and then when you when you look at the reactions to the to the main to the main event, at least for Fale, mm-hmm. I find it very hard to believe that that was the drawing match on this card. I give a ton of credit to this junior match for drawing that sellout. Uh, you have to, and I think it tells you it tells us another thing: the fact that they came back and sold this show out is really you got it. You got it. That hurts, in my opinion, AJ Styles. Because I think it was clear they built this huge return match where Okada was presumably going for revenge against the dastardly heel who stole his title. Mm-hmm. And like everybody said after that match, let's pump the brakes and see how the return match draws. Right? That's pretty much was the consensus. Well, the return match didn't even fill half the building. And it was no accident that they ran that big building because they thought that the return match would fill that big building. Right. right. It didn't. To me, that is a demerit against AJ Styles as a draw. Uh, that doesn't mean that – listen, he got better reactions on this show than he's gotten yet in New Japan in my opinion. Do you agree with that? We haven't talked about that. Yeah. I mean I, they're still not good, but they're better. He got better reactions on this show than he's gotten. It, I, I don't think they're good. I don't think they're really healthy for your, your, your what should be your top draw. Or not, you're not what should be your top draw, but you're your champion. I, I, I still think they're lacking a little bit. But they, it was – I do agree with you. It was the best. Yokohama, didn't, that, yeah. Yokohama didn't care about that return match because they're, they're apathetic towards AJ Styles. And you know, because how can you blame it on Okada? Okada's a guy who drew forever from two from the from the moment he won the title onward. Yep. He's drawn until he runs into AJ Styles. So I'm not blaming him. And we gave him that big challenge last year. If you recall, if you're a longtime listener, we gave him that challenge of okay, you know, Tana, you, you know, there was that first little run that he had with Tanahashi and that stuff, and then this one the, the last year it was around, I believe, April. Correct. When when it was it it was essentially okay, Okada, you're the man. You know, this is your title. You run with it. And he delivered. Until and he delivered. And he I mean, delivered every and he single delivered, month. We, he, we looked at him, and he delivered outside of New Japan against Ibushi. Exactly, which was sell right. out as well in DDT. So I can't blame him. This really, the last he's got the he's got the precedent. Absolutely, and AJ does not. The last yeah. two shows to me reflect very badly on AJ Styles and on this AJ Styles and on this AJ Styles experiment that they're going yeah. through here. 
And I think the Bullet Club. I, I think the Bullet Club experiment as a whole. And, and absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the 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 main drawing match on this sellout was Abushi Ricochet. Listen, there's still a thirst for New Japan. Listen, th- that show was not the end or, or of the peak or anything like that because they came right back and drew another sellout. And the tickets are moving for G1. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Corkin sold out immediately. That's not a big deal. Corkin's going to sell out anyway. Uh, the expensive tickets, according to the Observer, have all sold for the Dome. Already, so and and for some of the other buildings, and so there, there's still you know, I just think people were turned off by that title win, as we said they would be, and people jumped down our throats. But the proof is in the pudding. Nobody came to the return match. All right, you might like it, but you're in America. You're not buying tickets there. <laughs> they don't like it. Okay, they are the ones buying tickets. They're the ones buying tickets. I, I under- and I'm gonna tell you another thing. I understand you like the Bullet Club logo and want to wear a shirt of it, but those are the people buying tickets, and they're not into and it. And you so. look at those G1 lineups, and I think I think New Japan is cognizant of this as well. Because if you look at those G1 lineups, Rich... Are we going to give uh, live uh, NBA draft thoughts, or no? Andrew Wiggins goes to the Cavs. Number one. Right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. <laughs> um, boomer bust. Boomer bust. If, if you look at... I'm joking, of course. If, if, if you look at those G1 lineups, okay... The AJ Styles is headlining how many shows, Rich? Um, one. Yes. I thought you knew that. I tried to set you up. I tried. To I, I, I wasn't. Really, I didn't remember if it was one or zero. I was trying to. It was one. That's right. Yes. It, okay. He's headlining one show. I almost thought it was zero on the G one tour. So you, anybody, want to argue with us that the yeah, AJ know. Styles experiment has worked? Or that uh, the fans are buying into this, or that they weren't dis- highly disappointed at the way he won the title. You can get lost because he couldn't put, he couldn't fill half the building in Yokohama. Complete failure in Yokohama, and he's headlining one show on the G1 tour. It hasn't worked, and that's not to say that he can't catch fire at some point. But I'll tell you what, I don't think he's going to have time to catch fire because I think this is just a minor diversion until Okada be- win- wins the title back from him. To set up Okada versus the G1 winner at the Dome, which I think will be mm-hmm. Nakamura. I've been saying it for a year. Why am I going to turn back now? It all seems to fit. I think Nakamura wins G1. I think Okada wins the title back from AJ Styles. And I think they do Okada Nakamura at the Dome mm-hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom. And I'll throw you something else. I'll go out on it. I think AJ Styles turns face after he loses the title. And I think AJ Styles feuds with. I think that better suits him. Well, I think he feuds with Carl Anderson at that point. Yeah. And a feuds against the Bullet Club. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I'm not as confident as that as I am, but I, I do think Okada will beat him for the title. And I do think a lot of people are saying Tanahashi is going to win. Those. I don't think they're going to go back down that Tanahashi road. I really don't. I don't. I don't either. I think his body can't do it. I mean, he, he, he even if they presented it to him, I would hope that he would say, guy, look, guys, I can't go. So I because he can't he can't do that style anymore. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, look at look at what he's been booked all this year. It's all been ta- it's been those tag matches. I mean, that's why he's doing this tag team. It's it's some people think that it's a diversion. I don't. I, I think it's a slight diversion for him. But I think in the end, this is sort of the transition of Tanahashi. I, I really don't think that all of a sudden they're going to say, "Okay, you're our guy again," and he's going to have forty minute awesome main events anymore. Would it shock me? No. Uh, do I think it's going to happen? No, no, no. I do not. think. I haven't seen anything in these tag matches that really leads me to believe that he's feeling super healthy either. I mean, he he's he's a step slower yeah, than he could was. Be, you know, they could be resting him up for another. Big yes, it's possible. Run. I don't know. I to me, I yeah, I, I'm not quite on there. But I have real quick here. I have the breakdown of the main events just to give you an idea because I know some people might just say, oh, they're you know the G1 main events. They're probably random or whatever. Uh, Okada's got five. 
Uh, Tanahashi has four, Nakamura has three, Ishii has two, Gallows has two, Makabe one, Shibata one, Naito one, Goto one, Bunch of guys. Styles one, and Suzuki one. So basically the ones, throw them out there. Your big guys, Okada, Tanahashi, Nakamura. Now, the only thing that jumps out at you, look, the top three of the top three stars in the company. Yeah. And the other thing that jumps out at you is for some reason Doc Gallows snuck in there with two. But without even looking at it, I guarantee you they're against top guys and they're in smaller buildings. Mm-hmm. I, there, there's no way that he's headlining the bigger buildings. Like, and I guarantee you, it's not Gallows versus Suzuki. In- yeah, I haven't, I haven't yet memorized so, the entire card. But, 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 I feel like I should, but <laughs> I, can, I can. You can reasonably. Oh, right, we got Tanahashi, and I don't. Ah, shoot, I didn't keep the uh, in this particular form. I don't have the the, the location, but, but yeah, the first one is against Tanahashi, and the second one is against. Oh no, 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 no sorry. I thought it was an Ishi Gallows main event. I was about to. Go. This is thrilling radio against Nakamura. So Nakamura and Tanahashi so are two men. Probably so. in two of the smaller buildings along the way. And yeah, what, night ten and night two. I believe. What does that? What does that tell you? Doc Gallows got two accidental main events in this tour, and AJ Styles, <laughs> Styles still had more one. than AJ Styles. That tells you where they they see him in the pecking order. I guess who Styles is one main event is against. I'm sure it's against. Uh, um, you know it. Oh, you know Tanahashi it, or or, or oh, it's or, night one. Or, I haven't. I don't have it memorized either. Oh, it's Okada. It's Okada. It's Okada. Well, there you go. Yep, night one against Okada. So. so. And that's it. He backed into one against the. Well, he didn't. uh, Listen, I'm sure that one was by design, (laughs) but that's the only one he has. Yeah. You got guys who accidentally have more than him. Mm -hmm. So they're not counting on him to draw. And, you know, I think there's a reason for that. But anyway, um, back to this card. The rest of the first half was uh, there was a great tag match Goto and Shibata. Uh, Now, listen, if they have a strong second half of the year, maybe they could challenge the Young Bucks for the best if they stay a team. Uh, They had a great match against Nagata and Hanma. And uh, the story here was Shibata and Nagata kind of just ended up fighting into the crowd, which left Goto and Hanma in the ring. And then Hanma did Hanma things, which is get beat up, (laughs) show a ton of fire, and be one of the best. Nearly die. Nearly nearly die. die And be one of the best performers (laughs) in the business. And Goto had to pull out the fucking kitchen sink to finish the guy off. <laughs> he had to invent a new move to, to kill him and finish him off. And that's why we love Hanma. And, um, but this was a, a great match. I mean, even Nagata. Nagata had his working boots on, too. Nagata did a great job. And I really. And he's a guy that I'm, I, I've been real down on this entire year. But I, at the end, I went, damn it, Nagata. You, 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 you showed listen, me something. You don't like him. I don't love him. And uh, th- this was just – he did a great job. I-, I love the fire that all four guys showed in this match. It was stiff. It was physical. It was everything I want in this type of match. This reminded me of the opener where we said that all four guys really sort of pulled their equal weight. And, and that's sort of when, when coming into this match, I thought it was going to be Nagata just sort of, you know, breezing like he does, do the arm bar, eyes go back. Okay, cool. Hanma, you go die. But no, he, you know, he was involved. Hanma obviously was involved. And Shibata and Goto just worked so well together. Sure. And uh, that's exactly and, – and, and it looks like they're going to do a Shibata-Nagata singles match at some point. Now, look, Goto and Shibata still have not lost a tag match other than to Tanahashi and uh, Makabe, which I, I don't understand the result of that match that we're going to get to later. But um, I'd really hate to see them kind of split off and do singles matches from here. I'd really like to see them have a long tag run and eventually uh, win the titles. But um, it looks like they're at some point going to do that Shibata-Nagata singles match, which I wasn't really hot about at first. I'm a slightly more interested now. I'm just not a big Nagata guy, and I never was a big Nagata guy. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my barrier there. Um, NWA World Tag Team. Now, this match shocked the shit out of me. 
Yeah, no reason to be this good. Because this match, I, you you put it a little higher than I would. I mean, you you were loving it. You were well, you know, you gave it four stars, right? Meltzer went three and three quarter, or three and a half, Did right? He? So I wasn't too far. Uh, off. Uh, uh, three and a three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. So I mean, um, but I thought again, this was another. See, the theme here, because this is another match where all four guys I thought were very very good, and in particular, Lance Archer busted out the moonsault, and uh, he busted out the Mongolian chops to get the cheap heat. I thought Tenzon in particular, though, this was the best that Tenzon's looked in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I have a theory. I have a theory for that. <laughs> and I have a theory. Stem cells? It's no, I have stem a theory cells, right? for why okay. a lot of these guys looked really good and had a lot of pep in their step. Normally, these big shows are at the end of these long, grueling tours. And these guys are beat up. They're tired. And right, because like doing a road tour that we just saw where it's got like, yeah, you know. Right, and they want to go home. They're going insane or this G1, yeah. yeah their just... nagging injuries are catching up. They're beat up. They're tired. They got new injuries. They want to go home. You know, they've been on the road for weeks, for two, two, three weeks, whatever it is. This was one of those standalone shows that was not part of a tour. These guys were all fresh. So what, what you ended up with was a guy like Tenzon who showed that, you know, you put him in a situation where he's still fresh and he's not at the end of some long, grueling tour. He can still go. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this is a hell of a match with another surprising finish. I can't believe that Tenkoji keeps retaining these. Titles. Yeah, how does that? How is that possible? I, I, how? I, I, I'm going to keep predicting it because it's going to happen once. But we've been wrong what three months now? At least two and a half. How is it still happening? I, how is it still happening? I really, I don't, I don't get it. But uh, but uh, you know what? It was a great match. You know, of, yeah. of the five first half matches, I really liked four of them, and I was like, wow, yeah. this is going to be some show. And then the second half happened. Um, <laughs> One thing before we move on to the second half, I know another thing. Uh, you, you were sort of talking about guys having an extra pep in their step or whatever. And I think a lot has to be said for that Osaka crowd. And that's something we actually got. I mean, Lance Archer, he obviously reads the site. He immediately direct messaged us, you know, pretty much following the result and basically said, Osaka is always a great place. People are hot. You know, this sort of stuff that, that you can tell from guys. And he said this before about Osaka that he genuinely – and I feel like he's not alone. That these guys really love working for that crowd because they just know they'll if 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 it's good, they'll eat it up. So if you bring their A game, you're gonna get reactions like you've never gotten before. And I think that I, I do think that helps a little bit. But I do think the tour is, is another huge issue, as you mentioned. That that these guys they really did seem body wise, like they were fresh, not not just energy wise, but they also seem like they can move a lot better than than uh, usual. You, so you yeah, make was, a good point too. I mean, they feed yeah. off the energy of the crowd. And if it's a hot, crowd. and we've seen. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, you look at. I mean, it, it happens in America too. With you know, Chris Harrington has done studies that New York and Chicago have, you know, higher rated matches than, than other cities. And if you look at the Osaka, I mean, we, we pretty much anytime there's an Osaka show, we think it's going to be good, right? Yeah. We pretty much on paper go, yeah, it's going to be good. Regard, I mean, it, it, it's the crowd is going to be into it, and these guys are going to work their ass off. Right. And, and it, it, it happens every single time. Yeah, So that's a good point because you're hitting it off with two ends. The, the wrestlers feed off the energy, and crowd reactions are a component of a great match. Yep. So, uh, second half, quickly, I mean, <laughs> there was just nothing here. Suzuki and Azuka against Yano and Sakuraba. I thought this was the worst match on the show. And That was horrendous. Uh, that was, why did that get 15 minutes? I don't know. I just, I can't take it anymore. I went and did my dishes. I just lost. I, I, I had to do other stuff. And Azuka so. won. I mean, they just, Azuka switched sides and it's still the same match with the same spots. And they're going to yeah. do Suzuki, Sakuraba. Maybe, maybe <laughs> as a singles match, that'll be good. Sakuraba just needs to go though. I mean, I, I, I come on this podcast every time there's a New Japan show <laughs> and I say Sakuraba needs to you go. You told me I what just, Andrew. I just, he just needs to go. Um, st- st- AJ Styles and Yujiro against Okada and Ishii. Yujiro nearly murdered Ishii on a buckle bomb oh, where it came up short. Uh, I didn't think 
I mean, this match was okay. I thought the I, AJ Styles was really crisp in this match. I thought he did it. Yudra looked awful. I don't think he was. He something. He's missing something. I don't know what it, what it is. I exactly. like. Listen, people pile on Yujiro. I like. I, him. I don't mind him. No, I like him. You know, I like him. But I have not since he's come back. I haven't liked his in ring all that much. I still the character's fine. All that sort of stuff. I just think he's been kind of he's been sloppy or weird. Something's just. Missing I guarantee with him. I you. Know. I guarantee you. He has a great match with Ishii, and I know that's not exactly going out on a limb. When, but, <laughs> but here's the thing. Whenever Yujiro is put in a position to have a big singles match, he delivers. True, true. He's better than people give him credit for. I, yeah, he's never really, he never really stood out in, in I might be matches. the only Yujiro fan on earth. I don't know, because he's really getting piled on lately. But Well, the ladies, the ladies seem to like him. So I, I mean, he, he's, he's really getting piled on a lot lately, but I don't know. I, I think he's good. I don't know. Those fine, respectable women that he comes out with. I don't, I don't have a problem with him, but he wasn't good, he wasn't good here. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Okada basically came in, did his drop kick. That was his cameo. He, yeah, he might as well just went to the back. <laughs> he did the drop and, kick. He uh, might as well just walk to the back. You got it, Ishii. It's all you. Just, yeah, he was yeah. – I completely forgot he was in the match until he came in, did a drop kick, and then he bounced out. And I was like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. So Yujiro used his, his new finish. He's, no, he's not using the Tokyo Pimps anymore. It's the Miami – was uh, the Miami Shine, I believe. Yes. It's kind of like an Olympic slam kind of deal, and he used that on Ishii for the win to set up the title match. But I did like that match, as average as it was, as, you know, raw hour two Usos match as it was. Mm-hmm. It was a better match than the IWGP tag title match, which I, I don't know. This match was confusing to me. I didn't know how to rate this thing because – this was like if you're playing a video game and you're just spamming the finishers. Mm-hmm. It's like how many finishers did Anderson and Gallows hit and attempt on Tanahashi and Makabe? To no reaction either. To no reaction and to Tanahashi or Makabe making the save, hit a magic killer, make the save, hit a gun stun, make the save, hit another magic mm-hmm. killer, make the save, set up the magic killer but uh, get saved before he hit. I, enough! Enough with the finishers already in this match. You know, Tanahashi hitting a high fly flow, Makabe going up for the King Kong knee drop, he getting cut off. Then they hit another magic killer on him. I didn't know how to rate this because they all worked hard. They all worked hard in the match, but the match structure was shit. And uh, I just couldn't get into this at all. I was like, look, enough is enough. I mean, one of these finishers has to end the match already. I mean, I, I just... I, or, or do something. It was impossible to get into it. It was... I was, I was lost. I had... Because you like to kind of get into a full – when you're sitting down watching a match, especially these New Japan ones without knowing the commentary, and, and you really like to get in this flow where you sort of can predict where it's going a little bit. You, you know what I mean? Where you're sort of sure. saying, okay, this is, you know, this is the peak. Now, you know, here and it, with this one, it was like, oh, okay, there, uh, no, okay, all right. And then at a point when it, the fourth time, as you mentioned, I was just kind of like lost. And then when it ended, I was just kind of like, okay, it's over. You know, whatever. There was no emotional appeal to me whatsoever when it was over. And, and I was shocked by the result too. I really was. Yeah, I mean, it just it's Anderson and Gallows have yet to have a, a great match or even a very good one, in my opinion, on this run. And uh, the structure here was just a mess, and it was just a, a series of finishers over and over. And I, I didn't know what to do with this. I mean, they all tried hard, but I just, I, just, I, I don't want to. I would never watch this match again, and I couldn't recommend it to anybody. And I just didn't like it at all. And then uh, the main event, uh, Fale beats Nakamura for the. Uh, Intercontinental title with the bad luck fall. And uh, like we already mentioned and talked about, kind of got a tepid reaction from the crowd. It kind of got an apathetic reaction from the crowd, which is not what you want to <laughs> get. That's putting it pretty lightly. That was... Uh, you know, and, and, and Nakamura, you know... Uh, the, look, I will say this. The bad luck fall maneuver is over because they've, they've, they've done a good job. Oh, it's over, yeah. They've done a good job 
setting it up where if you get hit with that thing, you're dead. And you're, you're not just beat, you're dead. You, you lay there and you're dead. It's like a fire pro critical. You're, you're dead. You're just you're, – you're broken <laughs> and your bones are going all – which it's just – you get stretched out and you're done. Um, Nakamura did his best here, but you know, as suspected, it was hard to match that New Japan Cup final, which you know, really the botch where he got his face crushed is what put that match over the top. And uh, this match was fine, but it was okay. It, there was nothing wrong with it. It was good, but it certainly wasn't a great match. It was probably the best match on the second half of the show, uh, but it would have been the fifth best match on the first half of the show. Oh, yeah. So that's Dominion. And um, yeah. I listen, I don't, it doesn't, a lot of people are upset that Fale won the Intercontinental title. A lot of people are upset that it seems like Nakamura, Okada, and Tanahashi have kind of been um, defeated here. And, 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 but look, it all depends how they book from here. Uh, if they come back and all get their revenge and, you know, assume their rightful place back at the top of the cards, it's no big deal. This is just, Heels putting the heat on the faces. You know what I mean? That's pro wrestling 101. So we'll, we'll have to. I'm not ready to go crazy about that. I don't really care that Folly won this title. It doesn't bother me uh, from that respect. Look, the, the, the goal here was to build him up as a monster, mm-hmm. and they stuck to that plan. And uh, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I, I get the sense that it's not really working to the level that they want it to. But, um, you know, it's, it's, they may have misjudged. Uh, their core fan base when it comes to the Bullet Club stuff. And, you know, time will tell. It, it, seems, to, it seems as though that that theory is, is correct so far. So just yeah. based on some evidence that we have and some things we've seen. It's uh, very much over in America, though. Did you see the because uh, because I, I reported over the weekend because I was uh, I went to a few wrestling shows with a, with a member of the one hour tease uh, family, a, a staff member. And they had sort of informed me that, oh, we're going to start selling Bullet Club shirts and New Japan shirts in America, which is cool. It, it's really cool. If you go to uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, they have them all there. But um, and then I got another tweet or I, I think they sent it out a tweet or maybe I got a message. I don't remember which way it come. I thought they d- d- they sent it out, but essentially they broke their one day record immediately when they when they put those Bullet Club shirts up, like absolutely paced every other guy that they've ever had on their website, every other shirt they've ever had on their website in one day. It was already the highest selling shirt they've ever had, that Bullet Club shirt. Man, so. I went I you know, the first indie show I went to after Styles won the title, there were Bullet Club shirts everywhere. Yep. Um, yeah, there was all, all all weekend there were shirts that I saw too. It was kinda of funny though. A lot of the there was a few that I talked to and, and I, I would say probably one in three had actually ever watched New Japan. So Well, it's a cool looking shirt. And I think Yeah, no, helps. I agree. No, and that's what I said. The, the logo's awesome. The logo's sweet and yeah. I mean, Americans. Americans love their overpowered heel groups doing. Now, hand let, signals, let me, so. now let me make something. Now, <laughs> now let me make something clear. I would never wear that shirt. <laughs> okay, I, I. If it was laundry, Joe, you're from listen, Texas. You, they, they, there's a, you're in the bullet if club. If it was, sir. if it was laundry day, I might wear the bullet club shirt <laughs> around the house. There are some wrestling shirts that I wouldn't even wear on laundry day. There are some wrestling shirts. That I wouldn't. The APA always pounding ass one. That's that's perfect example. I would. Say. That's one I always wear. Uh, or or these goofy Cena shirts or yeah, pretty much anything that pretty WWE much anything WWE does. does yeah. But I I'm not Those listen. Worst, I'm not man. a wrestling shirt guy. I'm not even a wrestling shirt guy at wrestling shows. Um, I I, just, I wear the opposite. I, I what I'll do is if I go to a place I'll wear it because I have a few wrestling shirts that aren't like too hideous. That I, they're they're still pretty hideous, but I don't think they are. I'll, I'll go to other places. I'll go to like real places or whatever wearing them. But when I go to wrestling, I always wear you know a polo or a button up or something like that. I want to look you know 
I have to represent this this brand oh, here. Geez. I can't be looking like a bum. Oh my God. Well, you know, if, if I bring a full suit, I bring a, a double-breasted suit. I'm 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 I don't have a suit. What am I kidding? I almost wore a suit to the last Inspire show because I had a business meeting <laughs> a couple hours before, and I almost had to drive directly from the business meeting <laughs> to the Inspire show, but I had time to run home and change, so I I, I actually almost wore a suit. To uh, the last wrestling show I went to, but um, uh, the thing about it is, I, I I'm not a, a wrestling shirt guy, but the Bullet Club shirt can almost be passed off as like a band shirt, you know? The, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like I can kind of see where people would buy it, even if they don't necessarily know what the Bullet Club is or what. But listen, I, you're not going to catch me dead. Now, listen, that's just me. I could be insulting half of the listeners out there. Listen, if you guys want to wear your Hulkamania rules shirts. You know, I, you know, out to the Applebee's, taking out, you know, the girlfriend for a burger. Uh, all more power to you. All right, I, is that a slight I, at me, sir. I have never been to an Applebee's. I don't know why you. Why is? Why would you take that as a slight at you, Rich? Is it a guilty conscience here? Are you taking, <laughs> you taking the nurse out to Applebee's for the anniversary for for a burger and some apps? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Oh, some apps. Or is that what? What night is half price apps? Or is that TJ Friday? Uh, I think Applebee's every night is half price apps. Ooh. After like 11 p.m. or something. Oh, okay. Well, she'll have to take a nap then. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not late, even taking so. a nap. Yeah, listen. Listen. Here's the thing, too. I'm not a food snob. Everybody goes to these kind of restaurants now and then. You just do. Anybody who says they don't is full of shit. It's kind of like these people. Oh, I never eat fast food. Yeah, you're a liar. Unless you're a complete health nut, which is possible. Every now and then you eat fast food because of convenience. Yeah, there's a time. There's a time where you there's have There's a time where you have – exactly, and you have to eat. So I don't want to hear it. There's also those times where you just have a craving – and you're going to run out and buy it. And I mean, listen, if you're eating it every day, it's a problem. All right. But, but every now and then you're going to go to a, a fast food joint or an Applebee's or something like that. And look, if you want to wear your Hulkamania rules shirt out to the, the <laughs> Applebee's, that, that might be your thing. I'm just not a wrestling shirt guy. But uh, so you're not going to catch me in the Bullet Club shirt. But uh, by all means, if that's your thing, you know, go ahead. But you can, the point here is you can now get them legally. Yes. And the real deal. Not the Tamatanga bootlegs that he was selling. <laughs> no, no. That he no. got caught selling and, and had to go to Wrestler Court, which you can find out on YouTube. Tremendous video. Uh, but yeah, that's Dominion. And uh, yeah, the Bullet Club thing is over in the United States. And you know what? If they were running a 12-city basketball arena New Japan tour, how awful would that turn out? Um, I would almost be willing to say, yeah, this is the right move because you know this Bullet Club thing is really working in America. But – what do you really, you know, it's, there's, there's a thousand Western fans buying these shows. I mean, right. you can't play to those people. You have to play to the, to the 7,000 that you have sitting in these arenas, but we've beaten that to death and that's really yep. not the theme here anyway. So, no, no. um, you know, the theme, theme is awesome. First half, watch it. Go right now. Stop listening to this. Go watch it. And don't, and, and blow off the second half. Yes. There's really nothing to watch on the second half of the show. I could have easily. Yeah. I uh, yeah, you, I, I could have easily done without. I could have turned it off after the first and been perfectly okay, perfectly content. I'm, it was there for it was, it was there for necessity more than anything. You want to watch the main event, you know, just for the you want to see the title change, but there's really nothing else there. So it's a it, you know, so that's the theme here. The theme isn't let's pick on the Bullet Club anymore. I mean, we you know, uh, there, there's other shows where they've given us the opportunity to do that. So this was a, an excellent first half of a show. One of the better first halves. I mean. Historically, I think that you'd never find I me. Mean, I can't think of a. I, I put it down there. I, I put it down as the, one of the best. I mean, I really, it's something you really have to think about. It's really an obscure. I mean, it, it would take a while to really research it and look at undercards and, and what you consider the cutoff of an undercard to a, you know, because it, it's a little bit hard with American pay per views because there's not really that, that obvious intermission. Right. 
know what I mean? Where it's very easy with New Japan is where or, or independence, you can kind of go, okay, after intermission, before intermission, it, it's a little bit tougher with America. You kind of have to give a, say something. a line. Some of those but, uh, WWF pay-per-views in the late 80s before you were born and when I was uh, 37 years old. Um, <laughs> I've never they, said you're that were, old. Were, I would have put you at like 26 in the 80s. They, oh, geez. Uh, they, you know, a lot of those had intermissions. You know, you sit there and you stare at a countdown clock. <laughs> uh, you know, which which was odd. I'm glad they got rid of that. But um, you know, so yeah, I, I don't know. As far as the first half of a show goes, it, it you you know maybe that's an interesting question for people to ponder as they yeah. listen to the rest. Of think it. about you it. Think of a better first because even those great G1 shows last year, the first halves were always kind of like you were getting ready for the second half. You were you know you'd get a one decent match in the first half, mm-hmm. and then the second you half, really knew that they were going to go second half shows. Second, yeah. yeah, and then. By the third or fourth show, you started looking at the schedule for the rest of the G1 and saying, "Wow, you know, let's see what's on the second half of these shows because you know they're going to be great." So, absolutely. All right, so we've got New Japan Dominion up there. Uh, we're going to talk. Do you want to talk a little G1 now, or do you want to maybe do that in a little bit? Well, let's just give the blocks, and then I think yeah. um, there's still a ways off. We're going to do a couple more shows before it all starts. So I guess you could talk about the little contest deal. That we're doing, yes, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and we can talk about the blocks. I, I'll do the blocks real quick. Um, okay. Just like last year, Block A is stacked. You've got Tanahashi, Kojima, Nagata, Abushi, Shibata, Nakamura, Ishii, uh, Shelton X Benjamin, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Doc Gallows, and Bad Luck Fale. So, if you've got Tanahashi, Abushi, Shibata, Nakamura, and Ishii <laughs> You're in good. one block, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw another guy in there, Kojima. Let me tell you something about Kojima. For you know, for the older guys on the roster. He can still go, and he goes at the you – know, he, he's still – when he's another guy, when put in a position to deliver in a big match, has he ever let you down during this, no. during this run where he's been considered over the hill? Forget about the early part of his career when he was, when he was uh, by just about anybody's definition, at minimum, a very good performer, uh, always a hard worker. Uh, he's not le- – even, even in his advanced age here, when most guys are starting to wind down, just look at Tenzan, who's of similar age. Just look at Nakanishi, who's of similar age, who's completely broken down. Uh, Kojima still delivers. When he had a great G1 tournament. He had a great title match against Okada last year, and uh, he's a guy that always works hard, has a great attitude, and always delivers. So I can't really leave him out when I'm talking about this block. Mm-hmm. And then even though he's not our cup of tea, Yuji Nagata is in this block. And Davy Boy Smith Jr. is in this block. You look at this block. This is a big moment for him. This is a big tournament for I, 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 him especially I'm looking at as a guy that can really sort of – in the same vein as a Carl Anderson a few years ago who really sort of broke out on his own and really looked – I'm trying to figure out, you know, just really kind of step up in a lot of ways and, and, and prove, not that I want to break up the killer elite squad, but just to prove that he is a guy that could go singles wise. And I think he can. I really do. Yeah. I mean, and he had great matches last year when, when mm-hmm. he was in the second half of shows and had a chance to have great matches. And, uh, you know, Kojima, getting back to him, he's a guy who I think historically is underrated. Historically underrated in the sense that, you know, uh, people run down some of the greatest workers, even from his era or or uh, in Japanese uh, wrestling history. Or he's not a name that you hear come up a lot, but you look at his body of work, and I really believe he's a guy who gets shortchanged historically. I really do. Mm-hmm. When I look back at history, I'm always surprised because I'm a guy, yeah, obviously I, I came in a little bit late to, to New Japan. I'm still sort of catching up. But when I do little studies on on statistics or whatever, he's always a guy that comes up in these high-rated matches, these big-profile matches. And I'm always – it's weird because you don't – people don't talk about him like that way. Like, like you're saying, I mean. you sort of – you look at this run and there was a five- or ten-year – or you know, about a five-year run where he was 
one of the guys, and you just you don't hear that. You watch him now, and it and he seems was, like he's not just... only that. Not only was he a top guy, New Japan, All Japan, back to New Japan, but he he also was having great matches during that time too. And I think a lot of it was that was sort of a dark period for Japanese wrestling, and not mm-hmm. a ton of people were paying attention other than the hardcores. But he really doesn't get his due, and uh, I, I I like his inclusion in this block as well because there's a lot of people there that that he can have a very good dynamic with. And as he showed last year, he can still go. And uh, you know, maybe with the, the the different pacing of this tournament, where it's spread out over a longer length of time, um, it it'll prevent some of these guys from 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 really wearing down. And even you know, look, nothing's. I don't think it's it's unfair to think that they're going to match last year's tournament, and uh, th- th- that's just not going to happen. But when you look at the rest of this block, I'm not looking forward to anything. Bad luck, Folly's involved in. He's just not my cup of tea. Um, I'm not looking to really forward to anything with Shelton Benjamin. I mean, look, I'm not as down on Benjamin as some people are, but he's not going to be put in a position. He's going to be early no. in the show every night. Uh, Doc Gallows, look, I would have been hyped about this last year, but he's just he's just been flat in New Japan. So those are three guys where I'm com- just totally not looking forward to anything they do. But other than that, the rest of the block is loaded. Block B, uh, not as strong. Makabe, Goto, Naito, Tenzan, Okada, Yano, Suzuki, great. We get another Suzuki Yano match. Um, <laughs> Archer, AJ. Sp- that will be what two hundred and nineteen this year. They're, they're War- Warlord British Bulldog. Eat your heart out. You guys are stupid. Uh, Archer, AJ Styles, Yujiro, and Carl Anderson. Interesting here. Three Bullet Club guys. AJ Styles, Yujiro, yep. and Carl Anderson will face each other. Uh, you've got Okada in this block. He's going to have a great match with whoever he steps in the ring with. Uh, but you got some. Listen, I think. Tenzon is complete. I, I'm shocked that he's in this thing. Shocked why is he in this? Why is he in again. this? I mean, why not just put Hanma in there? You know, Tenzon's not going to win a damn thing anyway. Anybody. You could put a stick in there. You know, like, why is he? Just don't do it to the put guy. Put Hanma like, in. Put, you know, put a Ring of Honor guy in there. Put anybody. I mean, jeez. Because, I mean, and that's, and that's dumb on their end because they, they you cannot trust that he's going to be healthy this entire tournament. I mean, you, you, you change the format a little bit. But here's the guy. I mean, what day was it where he broke down? It was pretty. I mean, it was he, fairly early on, you know. When he, that's what I mean. Like, you, why are you going to put yourself in that situation again? Like, get a guy that you know, no matter what, is going to. Pr- I mean, God willing, there might be you know something that comes out of the way, you know, you know, comes up randomly. But for the most part, if you put a guy like Hanma, or I mean, there's n- a number of names they could have put in here that are. I mean, there's no reason for Tenzan to be in here, he, he, just for his reasons alone, just for his health alone, you know, and, and just for your booking alone. It's just it, 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 it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. It's, it's so weird. I, I saw that and I was like, what are you like? Why? You like you? I, you? Why did you not learn from last year? I I, I don't get it. Um. I guess they couldn't talk Sakuraba into doing the tour. Maybe at price tags. Well, issue. thank God. No, that's fine. But I mean, just from a you know perspective, just anybody. Like his, just anybody. Well, then again, not like his body is crisp. Here's a man who was a walking shell fighting MMA, and 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 you know was a walking concussion, had his ear ripped off, his body fresh off his 26th birthday. Why isn't Kamatsu in there? Uh, I mean, you're not going to put the young lions, but I mean, you, well, why? <laughs> did you see he had a birthday cake. Did you see I, that? I, it was pretty sweet. I didn't see it. It's like the smallest birthday cake I've ever. <laughs> it's on their Facebook young page. lions get no respect. Even on their it's like it's like a cookie. It's like just a, it's like one of those cookie cakes, and it's just like there you go. And it's like, well, all right, now go mop the gym. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the, the scary part of you know the scariest thing of Block B besides Tenzon potentially dying. The scariest part of Block B is Okada Styles is on the first night. Mm-hmm. You don't even have that to look forward to. It's it, if they burn the most intriguing match on the first night. So, look, Carl Anderson could have good matches with people. Hiroki Goto, 
certainly could have good matches with people. But there's a lot of meh, you know, in, in this block. And, uh, you know, it's uh, – I don't know. But, you know, I kind of like the idea of the loaded blocks because then, it, you know, you're guaranteed one or two killer matches every night. You know, it's – so I really don't mind it. Um, you know, they did it last year and, it's, and it worked out for sure. So who knows? But we'll, we'll get more in depth with that yeah, absolutely. as the weeks move along. All right. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, too, that we're doing kind of fun here is uh, we're doing a pick em contest. We sort of were talking about the uh, doing something for G1 special. I mean, we obviously we, we review all the shows like Maniacs and that it's our biggest it's our biggest month. I mean, biggest tournament, whatever you want to call it. Biggest time of the year was G1 last year. And I, I have no doubt that it's going to be a big this year if our website works, which kind of like it will be working by that point. But no, um. So what we decided to do is we're, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do a pick them here. And a lot of people, I mean, you, you get this all the time on forums and discussions and all this sort of stuff. And people sort of do winner, loser, who's going to win this block, who's going to win that block. Nah, 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 nah. That's not us. We, we are the people that do three-hour podcasts. You think we're just going to let you pick a winner and a loser and call it a day? Hell no. You have to pick every damn match in the G1. All 11 and all, what is it? Uh, 110. It's 110, uh, 110 matches to do in the tournament to join uh, to, to to do this you know contest or whatever um i can't link it on the website right now unfortunately but because of obviously the issues but i have it on a, a bitly link so it's it's uh, bit uh, dot ly slash vow dash g1 pick m so it's em so it's vow dash g1 p-i-c-k-e-m and what you do there is we got all the rules we got all the details with that we um we put together a little bit of a spreadsheet that's going to make it a lot easier for you to make those picks if you want a lot easier for us to input them as well. So definitely, definitely check that out if you can. Um, it, it, it's a spreadsheet you can put in Excel, you can put in Google Docs, and it basically we have all the matches there. There's a little drop-down menu. You bring that drop-down menu, you pick who you want, and that's it. You move on. And what we do, what's, what's really beneficial about this and the big reason I want to do a spreadsheet is you'll see on the left we have live standings there too. So you don't get to the end and sort of calculate it and, oh, my God, I have Roshi. You know, I have 10s on with the most points in his block. Okay, no. This is going to be updating as you're going. So if you're sort of making your predictions and you're going, holy crap, I have Shibata winning the block, but I don't think he's going to win the block, then you can kind of alter from there. So there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with this. It's a really cool document. So what you do is you sign up through that that form that I mentioned, the, the, the bit.ly link. What I'm going to do is I'll email you a Google Doc and a, a text document. You basically, you fill out who you think is going to win. You send that back to me. I'll put it in the results. And then throughout the tournament, we're going to update a, a, a doc. We're going to update the website, have live standings every single night of, of, you know, who's on top, who made the biggest moves, this sort of stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We have, we're doing the scoring a little bit different. It's just one point if you, uh, if you pick the correct winner and also if you pick a draw correctly. So if you think, you know, Gallows and, and whoever is going to be a draw, you put draw in there. And if it is a draw, you get a point for that. And you also get a point for the uh, a correct pick. We tried to do the two points and all the stuff that G1 does. It didn't really work out. It, whatever. It's one point if you pick it right, one point if you pick a draw correctly, and that's about it. So it's real basic. We're giving extra points, obviously, if, if you pick the G1 winner, extra points if you pick up the runner-up, third place, the block winners, that sort of stuff. But but in the end, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a, a really cool contest. And we immediately, I put it out there and immediately got 73 responses of people that were into it. We initially thought there was going to be about 20. So we're, we're definitely, um, if, if you're slow getting your stuff, I am very overwhelmed by the amount of people that joined, and I'm glad it is. It's awesome. That this many people are joining, so it's really cool. And I think a big part of that is um, when I mentioned we want to do the 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 contest, we got a sponsorship offer from uh, IVPvideos.com, and I, I know a, a number of people that follow us go to that website and and purchase compilation DVDs and all that stuff like that. Well, he said he'll sponsor it. He said, yeah, I'm I'm good to sponsor. So we gave a coupon code. So when you register, you get a coupon code. And he also gave these awesome prizes where if you get first place in this tournament, you get 15 free discs. 15, Joe. 
That's... Are you in? Are you are you joining right now? That's a lot. I mean, when when he said fifteen, I went, oh crap. Okay, now I have to really be serious about this. And I think a lot of people are going to be a little bit more serious because that's that's a lot of money right there that you're getting for free. I mean, it's not a monetary value, but damn, that's uh, especially if you've seen his comps, that's good stuff. So fifteen free for first place. Um, 10 free for second place, and 5 free for third place. And if you get, we, we decided on Twitter as well, if you get every single one of them wrong, if you go through the entire G1 and not get a single match wrong, we will uh, commission to get a bronze real-life statue of uh, Tenzan as well. So <laughs> every, I tell you what. It's a life-size. Yeah. If you get everyone wrong, and I hope to God nobody does get that because I just made that promise, and I cannot imagine how expensive now it is. Now you have to go get a brass statue. To get a life-size bronze statue of, of Tenzan. Tenzan. But um, I, it could probably just be Tenzan. This, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. You just put him in your corner. Who's, yeah. who's the billionaire who grandstands with the NCAA tournament every year? Is it... Uh, uh, well, is it William T Boone Buffett. Pickens yeah, or is it Buff? It's, no, it's Buffett. Buffett. It's Buffett. Is Warren T Buffett, Boone yeah. Pickens alive? Did I just use a example? Who the hell is? That? I don't even know who that is. Uh, he, T Boone Pickens is a like a, a he's a, a University of Tennessee uh, um, booster who uh, is like a thousand years old and is one of these Southern uh, billionaires. Oh, okay. I'm not even sure if he's alive anymore. But uh, who? But it's, it's it's Warren Buffett. Yeah, Warren Buffett's the one. That so you're does, grandstanding yeah. like him because you know he says he'll give a billion dollars to anyone who gets the perfect NCAA mm-hmm. bracket, which yep. which statistically is like a bil- <laughs> actually a billion isn't even a fair payoff for how statistically. No, it's not. No, for, it's, for given the yeah yeah given the odds and different things that can happen. Yeah. Uh, right. So um, uh, you're grandstanding here with your bronze Tenzan <laughs> statue. So I will. And by the way, you do have to make picks. I'm not going to do it if you don't fill out a bracket. I'll tell you what. I'm going to grandstand as well. I will. I will double that offer. You will not only get a bronze Tenzan statue <laughs> if you get every match right. It, it, no, wrong, wrong, wrong. Every match wrong. I will, I'll, well, I'll do the opposite. Oh, thing. you're going to do it if they do right. I'm giving you Tenzan if you get it all of them wrong. If you get, oh, you're giving if right. You get okay. Every match right. I will host you and five of your friends <laughs> in my home. For a WrestleMania viewing party at the next WrestleMania, live on the WWE Network, <laughs> in in Casa de Lanza, or Casa Lanza, right? You don't have to throw the day in there, right? It's just Casa Lanza. I don't think so, right? I so don't know. drag you down to Casa Lanza over here, all right? I will have a viewing party for WrestleMania. Are you playing for plane tickets, or are they going to have to get their own transportation? Uh, WWE or style, is, or the Indies? This is this is pay your own way. So I okay, would, so rec- I would style, recommend yeah. that you live. You know what? No one's hitting it. I'll pay your I'll pay your way. Yeah, there you, you go. And five of your friends, WrestleMania viewing party in my home. Plenty of Italian food. Number one, you're gonna get the sausages and peppers. I might, Dogs. I might make a nice ziti. Who knows? You know, I, I. What about the chicken? What if I get it? Will you make that chicken for I'm me? I'm good in the kit. Oh, you want me to make that big chicken? Maybe I'll do oh, it. That, that's the show that got lost. Maybe I'll do that the nobody big knows what we're no, no, about. no. The baked chicken show uh, happened. Oh, yeah, that aired. Okay. The baked chicken show aired. Uh, I'll make the baked chicken. I'll make some ziti. I'll do some. Uh, I'll do some uh, sausage and peppers. That's one of my specialties. I'll make some Italian food. We'll have, okay. we'll have Coke Zero for everyone. Okay. <laughs> it, it, the Coke Zero pit will bull, be flowing. Pit bull on the on the we'll iPod. Have pit, so. We'll have pit bull pumping from the speakers. <laughs> okay, in the pre-party in the post. Okay, and everybody come down to Texas. For a little, Josh Matthews will be a special guest. Uh, maybe. He's got, he's got a lot of time you now. Know, you so. never know. I, I could have some Texas guests come down. I don't think Brandon Stroud will, Nobody wants I don't think Brandon Stroud will be attending. Uh, probably I, can, not, I no. can probably get some other uh, Texas guests. Uh, this will come for food. This will come for some food. Maybe some surprise wrestlers will come down. And I will host a WrestleMania uh, okay. viewing party in the Lanza living room. Of course, assuming, you know, but here's the thing if there's a Reds game, you're going to have to sit through that for a couple hours before we go back to. <laughs> So how about when's that? WrestleMania this year? When, when's is it a is it a late April one again? It's usually the first Sunday to or, uh, mid or uh, uh, sorry, yeah, because uh, well, I meant uh, early April because sometimes they do the last week of March. Sometimes it's always the first Sunday to baseball season, usually, right? 
Yeah, usually. So, you know. I, I don't... I've, so you're predicting a Reds World Series as well. Am I? Is that what I'm hearing as well? Because that would be the debut, right? That would be the, like the big Sunday night baseball. No, no, the no, 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 no. Like, the first full Sunday, the first slate of games. Oh, I see. Okay. You're not talking about that. No, no, no. no. You're talking about, oh, yeah, I see. But... You're talking about, no, that stupid opening game that they do in like on March 15th. It seems like it's no, 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 no. Not even that one. No, no. Not even that. Not even the not stupid the... Australia or uh, like you, Indonesia one. You mean the, one. No. the opening Sunday night game? Yeah, they do the Sunday night one where the banner goes up and, no, 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 and no. I'm talking Billy the- Hamilton's crying and holding his, you know, I'm ta- his MVP trophy. And <laughs> I'm talking the first full slate is usually the same day as WrestleMania, but you know, point is nobody's winning anyway. But if you do, that sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? You should come anyway. Mm. I'll be washing my hair. I think. I think. So. See, here's the thing: WrestleMania is going to be in. Well, it's in Dallas uh, this coming year, right? No, no, no. It's in San Francisco oh, this year. Or, uh, Santa Clara. Then it's, da- it's the Jerry Dome the next year, right? Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. you got to come down for the Jerry Dome. I do. You, that's a, that's a no doubt. You will come down for the Jerry Dome. Staying on your couch. You stay here, okay? You, I, you, you, I got a lot of room now, so you can stay here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> plenty of guest bedrooms these days, okay? Uh, you, you can bring the nurse if you like, and and you guys can see Texas, and you know. It's, oh, I, I, well, lovely Texas. How is Texas at that time of the year? Uh. Hot like it always is. I I don't know. Um, here's the good thing though. We are not in tornado range and we're not in hurricane range. Right? Where, okay. where I live, okay. you're away from the hurricane. You're just out of range of the hurricanes because I'm not close enough to the coast. But I'm also far enough south where we never get tornadoes. And as I say that, I was driving around two days ago. I was driving around, you know, College Station, Texas, and I'm hearing these sirens. I'm actually. Uh, I'm coming out of a restaurant, and I hear these sirens, and people looking around. It's windy. There's dust everywhere. You know where this is going. Oh, and yeah. I make nothing of it because I'm a Yankee, and we don't deal with those things. I just hop in my car, and I'm driving around. I see people. You know, There's no other cars on the street. Turns out that I just drove home through a tornado warning. <laughs> we get those all the time, though. And I, we had them the other day. I had no clue. I didn't know what the hell it was going I just thought there was an emergency. So, you know, I thought it was like fire. Oh, you there. guys don't get that at all? No, ever? I've never heard that in my life. We get them in Chicago. We've never had a tornado in this area, so I don't know why they always go off. But they, they go off pretty often here. But yeah, but these these shit kickers down here, they were they were nervous, you know. And they, I, in hindsight, I, I'm the only idiot driving down the road. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, there's there's dust everywhere. I'm like, what is going on? You know, I'm like, I'm washing my windshield. I'm, you know, it's like, what's going on? It, 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 it turns out I get home because I listen to satellite radio. I don't even listen to the local radio, so I don't know what's going on. I got the satellite radio on. I drive all the way home, and then flipping through the channels, turns out. I drove home through a tornado. So just as I say we're out of tornado range, I don't know. You and the nurse might get swept up and, uh, yeah, that's fine. and killed if you come down here for mania. So. Well, that's good. That, that's, that's part of the intrigue. So, yeah, I will consider the invite. Uh, trying to, I'm, trying, I'm thinking about this year. I gotta, I've been to San Francisco. I, 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 I don't know why I didn't find San that Francisco. better. Yeah. But I don't want to. Like, we went there twice because it was like, oh, there's so many more things that we need to see. So we did the second time, and I was like, cool. I'm pretty good for now. And then I was like, wait, where's WrestleMania? Oh, God, it's in Santa Clara. God damn it. Like, yes. And, and she's not going to pass up another trip. So we, we got to see. So you're going to go doing. to San Francisco for the third year in a row? Possibly. I may meet you out there. Who knows? Yes, possibly. Uh, we'll, we'll see as we get closer. So, uh, Let's continue having personal conversations on. Well, I'll tell you, I am, I've, I've been tweeting like a maniac news from the TNA tape. I see. Yes. So what do we got um, here? What, what's... Ezekiel Jackson. Big Zeke. Uh, is now known in TNA by his real first name of Reichlon. Okay. 
Is it Raikulin or Raikulin? Like a like a Godzilla kaiju. Raikulin sounds like your boy Raikulin. It sounds like Dextain. Something you would, you know, like a brand of okay. uh, Dextain or something. I thought you were going to say Raekwon, your uh, boy. Oh, oh Raekwon, Raekwon the chef, yes. Who? That's your guy. I've crossed paths with him many times, yes. believe it or not. People, Joe um, Lanza I, I <laughs> has talked to Raekwon before. Many times, uh, many times. Think about that. Uh, Wrap your head around it's, that. It's, it's, listen, I may, I'm not even going to pretend to be a fan of the, of the Wu-Tang Clan, but I have crossed paths with that man many times. But uh, we're not getting into that now. But um, Ezekiel Jackson, now, now that is his real-life first name, as many are pointing out, on the Twitter machine. So, um, but that's going to be his TNA name. The attendance tonight uh, from Rob Stryker, slightly more than last night, but still some empty seats. So you're looking at that same 650 to 700 range. Okay, so definitely not a sellout tonight, uh, but supposedly you know uh, a sellout tomorrow. So there you go. And also, this is interesting. Kurt Angle gave that same reboot speech that he gave last night. Okay. We mentioned TNA. It was, used to be known for great wrestling, but somewhere mm-hmm. we lost. And here, here's a list of here's guys, a list that, aren't of guys that aren't here that you can't see. And are drawing money other places. Right. But... Tonight he didn't mention. And he gave the ah. same speech, the same speech from the balcony, but he did not mention any of ah. those. Things. So he must have gotten some hot water for mentioning all those people who are no longer with the company. Ah, okay. Because I was, I was interested. I was kind of following your tweets, and they, they gave the reboot again. And I, because I'm just looking at my phone, and I just saw Engel gave a reboot, and I was like, he just did that. But no, that makes that makes a lot of sense now. So interesting. Very, very well. That's honestly, it's probably the right move. Really, I, I, I'm perfectly okay with that too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I don't think you should. I don't think you should be pointing out uh, what you're not getting on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, that, and that's the thing we've always had a, a little bit of a gripe with TNA is they've always sort of. They've always positioned themselves as we're not the best. And, and you know what I'm saying? You can be – I don't mind delusional from a wrestling company. I want you to think that you're the biggest and the best. And when I'm watching you and I'm putting – especially people in the audience. I want you when I'm giving you my money to say you're getting the best product here. And they've ne- they've always sort of shied away from doing it. They've always sort of been more into the, you know, well, the big guys up north and we do it this way. And, the, you know, the, the big shots or the hot shots. Like, don't do that. But this is you different. No. This is basically telling people all of our good wrestlers have gone somewhere Well, yeah, that's else. like yeah. – remember when we were good as we had these guys. Now we have these guys. Yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm with you. So it's it's it, it's an interesting, yeah, definitely um, interesting thing. So, any other uh, insights from TNA? I just got one as you were speaking there. You know, oh, uh, I hear. I'm not going to give the spoiler away because uh, I know there are people. Listen, this is not. <laughs> th- I'm not joking. We do have people who listen to this that are TNA fans who have gotten mad. Before, who have gotten right? mad that don't want the spoilers. I mean, look, people like what they like. Um, but I can say that the uh, the Wolves took on. Uh, uh, the Hardys tonight, and uh, the 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 report here. I'm trying to leave the spoiler out. It's a little tricky. Uh, great match, lots of near falls. Crowd was going berserk. Is the report that I'm getting? So <laughs> nice. I, I, listen, tune in for that when it airs. In, yeah, I'm, that's, it, I, I saw that announced, and I said I'm ready. I want to see when that, it airs that in 2016. Yeah, well, so, so they've already. When are these ones airing? Because they've already they've already taped a couple weeks of TV already, right? Least, before this even they before they even went to New York, right? Late August, early September. I mean, Jesus long, Christ! It, it's going to be a long time before somebody's air. But God, I guess we should do. We were going to do TNA today, and I guess we, that might as well. It's pretty seamless. Let's, we've let's, segued into it anyway. So these tapings they've debuted as we've spoken of Raiklan, also Snitsky, which. His real name is Gene Snisky or something like that. Snisky, yeah, it's it's yeah. They don't have to change anything with that. They can call him if they so choose by his real name, which is very very similar to the name he. I think WWE just either added a T, or like they made it Snitsky. 
Yeah, it's Snisky. And his real I name think. is Snisky. Yes. So, yeah, they had, they added a T. Yeah, it's S N. I I I have very odd reasons why I know this, but yeah, it, it's it, it was Snisky. I think. <laughs> I know Raekwon the chef. You know Gene Snisky. I do. Yeah. I, it's a small world. He may or may not buy fitness equipment from me. So right. there you go. So um, but yeah. So if they want to, and I haven't gotten a report yet because he hasn't appeared yet at the taping, they could use a name very similar to what he used in WWE because that's essentially his name. So, um, but yeah, those two guys debuted last night. They ran in as hooded thugs wearing black hoodies and jeans <laughs> for uh, Dixie Carter, and she also had King Mo with her last night. And uh, King Mo, uh, according to reports, is not there. At least so far, he's not there. Uh, tonight so it might have been just a one night thing for king mo he might show up later who knows i know they're doing destination x tonight so um probably doubtful that king mo would appear on destination x but uh who knows so uh but yeah so it's kind of a uh, you always hesitate at the word reboot but uh kurt angle is promising that they're gonna get back to their roots uh, the reports that I got from the show were that it was decent last night. You know, it was, it was okay. You know, a lot of TNA being TNA, um, a lot of hearkening back to the ECW era. But here's the thing about that. Rhino uh, came back, so Rhino is now in the fold. Um, but here's the thing about that. I don't really mind that they did the ECW sort of stuff in the beginning because you wanted the crowd to be hot. Mm-hmm. And that crowd – uh, really is going to be uh, ECW slash they, they popped for the ECW stuff and they popped for a lot of the former Ring of Honor guys because that's who those people are that went to that show. That's who goes to that. You know, that, that, those, those New York City fans, they've seen ECW there. They've seen Ring of Honor there. So I, I don't really have a major gripe with that. Austin Aries did a lot of good things on the taping and got a good response for everything he did. And I saw him myself in that same building for Ring of Honor a million times. Um, so I don't really, you know, people are ripping them for that. I can't really rip them for that. You want to get no, that, that's playing to that crowd because if you bring out, I mean, that that's really trying to give some amount of goodwill to that crowd that that is going out of their way. I mean, even even when you heard reports of the first taping, they were still going out of their way to kind of crap on a lot of the stuff that TNA was doing. So you have to throw them a few bones, and and this is I, I I'm perfectly okay. If you with give, it too. you I, give I, that New York City crowd a typical TNA uh, television Oh, they're going to, yeah. And they're just going to dump on it. So, right. you know, you bring Bully Ray and Taz and Tommy Dreamer out there to start the show. You can't have Rockstar Spud and EC3 having 45-minute conversations in the ring no, with, with, you know, you're gonna put them Velvet in- Sky or whatever. I mean, you can't do that. You, can't. you just cannot do that. So yeah. I, I can't begrudge them for that. So, uh, you know, and then Brittany and uh, Madison Rain came out, and these poor girls, uh, they get in there, and the crowd is chanting, this match sucks before they even lock up. That's exactly why you need to start the show appealing to the crowd because yeah. you know th- th- this is a it's a tough crowd it's a really tough crowd and they shit on those poor girls before they even locked up so you know um it's it's but so far from what i'm told the taping tonight is going pretty well good okay as well the first of the three uh x division qualifying matches is coming up now and they had a x division gauntlet match last night which sounded like it was pretty decent so hey look man i we try they're trying I, they that's, try I mean, and we try listen this particular website tries harder than anybody to at least try to be a, a semblance of fair to TNA. I mean, show me another website that isn't a TNA fan site that has, the, 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 you know, a, a review, an impact review on a week-to-week basis as detailed as Dylan Hale's, a TNA-specific podcast weekly, <laughs> and 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 you know, reviews of all the pay-per-views. So, and and we talk about TNA way more than we probably should on yeah. this show. So listen, we try to be fair to TNA. We really do. So and we send people to all these shows all the time. I go to the TNA shows, and we send people to the TNA shows. 
So, you know, listen, we try with the TNA. We really do. And uh, they have a bunch of news uh, this week that I want to talk about real quick. Obviously, we talked about the TNA tapings. But uh, a big news, um, obviously, is in a continued relationship with Wrestle 1, uh, Bound for Glory is going to Japan. All right. Now, look, um, the initial reaction was LOL TNA for this as well. But you have to remember, they're not going to lose any money on this because there's going to be some – They're not going to pay for anything. Money, <laughs> you know, there's Japanese money marks who are paying for this show. Yeah. And um, look, here's the thing. A lot of people were saying too, well – now you have to have your biggest pay-per-view of the year on tape delay. Okay, stop. Stop. Number one. Nobody's buying those the, damn the things anyway. biggest TNA pay-per-view, what does that even mean? Nobody buys Bound for Glory anyway. I mean, whether it's the biggest show or not. Number two, I, I would be willing to bet that even on tape delay, it's only the hardest of the hardcore TNA mentals. It's the TNA lunatic fringe that's paying for these things, right? Yeah. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. I, don't, I don't think the buys will go down significantly being tape delay. They're going to buy it anyway. So from that standpoint, I don't think it's really going to hurt business. Putting now, it, you know, if they can somehow put twelve hundred people in Currican Hall, twelve hundred, I'm not going to go crazy and say put two thousand people in it. If they can put twelve hundred people in there and give them a show that they can respond to, they could have themselves a pretty hot crowd in there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. The problem is Wrestle One is not a hot promotion in Japan at all. And TNA is, from what I understand, everything I read, isn't even a blip in Japan. Okay, it airs over there, weird times or whatever it is. WWE can't even draw in Japan. So TNA is not a blip in Japan. So the problem is I'm not so sure they could put 1,200 people in that building, and I'm not so sure even if they do that they're, they're necessarily going to be hot for what's going on in the ring. It's going to be a lot of talent they're not, they're not familiar with. you got two cold promotions. So from that standpoint, it's a bit of a risk. Uh, um, as far as uh, the quality of how the show is going to come off. Um, but it's it, it's not really a ton of financial risk involved here, and it's it's not a bad little idea. Look, what are you going to do? You're going to have Bound for Glory you know, somewhere. Look, the last pay-per-view worked out in Dallas, but here's the thing. TNA should have all their pay-per-views in, in Texas, okay? Yeah, seriously. That's your new home base now, Dallas and the Von Erichs are on every show. No, <laughs> just, just do world-class. Like just rebook world-class. You know, people yeah. laughed at the lockdown thing, but that was the biggest house they've drawn in years. Yeah, Texas seems to be their, their, their one spot that really consistently does well. They do okay in Texas. Yeah. People – The crowds into them, yeah. which I think is the most important thing too is the crowds are a, are generally happy to see them, which is sure. it, something they don't get everywhere else. The, the, in the, even the previous time they were in Dallas, it was either for a Slammiversary or a Bound for Glory. I can't remember. But the last time they were in Dallas, they also did a decent crowd and they had a hot crowd there in, in Texas. So uh, Texas seems to be their spot. But um, you know, it's not the worst idea in the world. I, I, I really don't think and, – and here's the thing too. TNA really hasn't cared about their pay-per-view buys in a long time. Uh, no. Because they know it's not a significant part of their business. The significant parts of their business are doing Spike TV, sending Spike them a TV. check, yeah. and and the international television deals. Yeah, is where they they really make you know whatever money that they make. So, um, you know, I don't I, I don't mind it as something different as a diversion. I it kind of piqued my interest uh, when they announced yeah, that. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I I don't know. You know, the last joint show they did with Wrestle One wasn't anything special. You know, I didn't watch the whole show, but I cherry picked it and. You know, it's, the crowd wasn't exactly on fire for that, and the matches weren't all that spectacular. But it was kind of cool seeing the two different rosters, uh, you know, uh, interacting with each other. So, you know, I, I give this one a chance too. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm not going to dump on it the way everybody else. You can't. Yeah, the, the, people are dumping on it. You, when you really look at the financials of it and look at how it's sort of going to break down, if anything, it's it's TNA going out of their way to not lose money. 
on, on one of these pay-per-views. Which, and, and they lose their money. They lose their ass constantly at these big shows. They're losing their ass at the Manhattan Center. They, I'm sure they lost their ass at, at, in Dallas or whatever. This is finally, uh, for, uh, for a company that doesn't do it very often, a financially solid decision. You know, it might. People are saying, "Oh, well, that means you know, it's showing it's they're they're on their deathbed or whatever." So be it. I mean, it, at the end of the day, they're saving money by doing this, and they're going to be able to put on a decent show. And these pay per views don't matter, as you said. They're completely. We still are in this mindset that pay per views are this big giant deal, and for for WWE, they are still a little bit. But TNA, they're even less so. They haven't mattered. I mean, TNA. they're filling out obligations by giving you. St- I mean, there's goddamn things that were taped in February that they're putting out there as pay per views to fill obligations. They don't care. Kind of accept that no one really buys them. That's right. So, and it's been that way for probably two years now, where there it really hasn't been a hardcore. I mean, when's what's the last real big pay per view that they've obviously built to? I mean, I, when they went down from to, to four pay per views, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, the reason is so they could build to these pay per views." I don't think that was ever really the big reason. I mean, they sort of said that, and that was their sort of front-facing thing: is oh, we have more time to build this. But I think the biggest thing was cut costs. We're not well, doing yeah, fall that's Absolutely, anymore. that's exactly what it was. I mean, people, are, yeah. I mean, they, they wasn't they to taping, build and up then they were, another. They were taping two or three in a day of the uh, right. of the one night only deals. Yeah, I mean, that, that's cost. That's that right there is cost measurement, and that's you know what. So I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna. We're we're, we're often crucifying them for stuff. This is one that I absolutely will. I don't think it's that big a deal, and I, I, you know, and it's like I said earlier. The biggest TNA show of the year is like you know th- that old saying of the tallest midget. It doesn't matter. It's just it's a TNA. The biggest TNA pay per view in the year. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, it's not, TNA's WrestleMania. Okay. Doing a million buys normally. I mean, it's doing the same you know shitty under ten thousand buys that all their shows do. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. So. No, not at all. Um, moving on, to other stuff. Any more TNA thoughts? Any other scoops that you got? Uh, having, Striker, having, or he's... I haven't gotten anything in the last few minutes. I think Uh-oh. he's enjoying the uh, X Division action between uh, Manic uh, Zima Ion and uh, or DJZ and uh, Loki is the first oh, three-way nice. match. So there you go. So well, Loki, how long will Loki before he gets fired? By will he make it through all these tapings before doing something that gets him fired? Will he get? Will he? Will he survive until the show's air? Yes. Oh God, no, no, no way. Time will tell. I give it a Gabe Sapolsky answer. Time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe knows all too well that that will not happen. So, uh, all right. Um, we, um, if you notice, we have not mentioned Ring of Honor. I have not watched the show yet. You have not watched the show yet. Heard okay things. Not, not out of this world, but it, it, the timing wasn't right and the price wasn't right and the card wasn't really right for me to, to order it. So, unfortunately, yes, since we, we will not be covering Ring of Honor. I had a work but, thing to take care of that day. I would have bought it. On uh, uh, either pay per view, I was going to buy the pay per view just to see how it all worked out. The curiosity, first time out, um, those sorts of things. But I just had something else to do. I had the opportunity to uh, to make some money, and I chose that over spending money on a pay per view that I wasn't really all that hot for. To be yeah. so, uh, I had spent tons of money going to live wrestling all weekend, so I decided. No. So we did a bad job. <laughs> we're doing a bad job here because yep. uh, we're doing uh, we're doing a pro wrestling podcast, and there was a big pay per view this weekend, and neither one of us. Uh, can tell you a thing about it because we didn't watch it. So we're not going to comment on it. None of the uh, business uh, estimates have come out yet. We don't know how many buys it did or anything like that. So there's nothing to talk about concerning Ring of Honor. So sorry. Uh, but you went to some shows this weekend. I did, yes. Uh, you Listen, I got to fire you back up because you were already – I was getting text <laughs> messages from you while you were at this dreadful-sounding Chikara <laughs> show. And you were ready to bury Chikara six feet under. I was getting text messages that said, this is not even wrestling anymore <laughs> so you you've you've kind of simmered down and other things that happened over the course of the week to take your focus off it but 
I expect a full-scale beatdown of Chikara now. Okay. So tell us. Well, what- first off, I went to on, on Friday. I went to AEW Bound by Hate, which was another really good show. They're they're unfortunately a lot of these are. I mean, they're coming out on DVD and that sort of stuff, and 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 they're very consistently putting out just awesome shows. And I'm really glad I've started to go to the shows. And and, and they've been they've been great. And I, and this was another really good one. The match of the night was. Hey, look. We like women at this website because my match of the night, which I said all weekend, but you know, obviously we'll get to that later. People that criticize don't actually know what we say. I said my match of the weekend was an intergender match between Matt Cage, a guy we've had on this site before, and Heidi Lovelace. Awesome match. Just it, it was. It started off kind of weird because it was sort of, and I, and I, I wonder if this was sort of by, um, you know, by design. Is it started off kind of weird where, where Cage was sort of going light on, on, on Heidi, and I was saying, okay, you know what, whatever, you know, th- th- this is sort of how intergender matches go. Then he whipped around the ropes and gave her the stiffest clothesline. I swear to God, the cage has ever given anybody. I've seen him. I've seen. I've seen ACH get less. And if you know sort of a little bit of background, I've seen ACH get less stiff clotheslines from Matt Cage. This one, he and he proceeded to just beat the hell out of her the rest of the match. And they did, did a awesome stiff match. You know, she got some comebacks. Looked like she was going to win at this point. He eventually won, but just a just an awesome match. So if you go out of your way, I, I don't know if it's going to be taped for TV because uh, I know they're still doing the Roku. Um, TV show. I don't know if it's going to make it on TV, but just just a really good match if you can seek it out when the, when the DVD comes out. Just a good show overall. I mean, the, the crowd wasn't great there. It's a Friday in Chicago, which in the summer is is not good. There's so many festivals going on. It's it's like because we unearth when, when when winter goes away, Chicago goes absolutely apeshit in the summer. Where every day of the weekend is like, okay, there's a German fest here, there's a street fest here, there's this concert series here. So it's hard to get indie shows. Really hard to get any shows, but they, they did okay. They had about um, I forgot what I counted, but it, it it was significantly down from usual. It was probably about 200, 250, and and they've been doing pretty consistently 250, 300 for a while. So it's okay, not a big deal. But I went there on on Friday, which was a really good show. But then I went to Chikara on Saturday, and I did not do. They did a uh, double shot because you sort of were. I was saying on the way to Chikara and that, and you were saying, dude, they're, they're they already ran. No, they did a double shot in Chicago. They did an uh, an afternoon show and an evening show. I only did the evening show. I heard the afternoon show was pretty good. It had decent wrestling. The evening show did not, and the evening show was Diamonds Are Forever. They're kind of doing their James Bond theme. Um, the first half of this show was the I – mean, we talked about New Japan having the best first half of a show I've ever seen. This Chikara show was the worst half of a first show I've – or the worst first half of a show I've ever seen in my life. Joe, I'm not kidding. I, I, I'm giving it credit if I, give, if I say there was 15 minutes of wrestling in that first half. I was seeing tweets um... – Aside from 13 the, minutes might be aside from the text messages I was getting from you, I was seeing tweets from people saying that they were just they were in awe of how awful it was. It was shocking. It was shocking what they were doing. And people talking about I, I'm going to just leave. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. This is not wrestling anymore. Uh, the person who brought you was saying on Twitter that they would have just left if they weren't your ride. <laughs> And I urged him, I will find another ride. Go. Um, you could see it. It's on the Twitter account. I said, go, please. It's, Get out of here. I can only imagine how bad it was. But the the things that you were describing to me sounded god awful. But you go mm-hmm. ahead. I, it's, you were there. Yeah, no. So, 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 I, so I get to the show. And, and Jerome, uh, Jerome Cusan, who's a, a PW Ponderings, uh, we, we had sort of met um, on AEW. We've met before. He's done trivia at, at Squared Circle and that sort of stuff. We've met and, and, and we're, uh, you know. I wouldn't say buddies, but you know when we see each other, we'll we'll kind of exchange pleasantries or whatever. So I got oh, wait, there. And wait, I said, wait, so wait, how wait. Was... You mean you don't no sell each other? When you... No, never mind. No, no, no. We we I actually you walk actually up to him. And I, give him a, okay, I give him a handshake because that's how humans interact when they know gotcha. each other. Okay. Um, yeah. Sidebar. Go ahead. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. But um, 
No, so so I I walk up to him and I say, you know, how was the first half of the, you know, how was the, the the afternoon show? And he said it was good, but there was a lot of stalling. You could tell that they were sort of, and if you look at the match cards, and and you sort of made a light of that as well as the cards were thin. I mean, there was five announced matches uh, for this evening show, and the, the 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 afternoon show had maybe five or six announced matches, and and there was stalling. He said there was, you know, in between matches, guys were spending a lot of time interacting with the crowd. They were slow to get to the back. You know, maybe they would have Gavin Loudspeaker out there to talk a little bit about what's going on or whatever. So whatever. And, and we've heard about this, too. We heard about the first pay-per-view from Chikara was a lot of sort of fun. It's a lot of family fun, a lot of stalling, a lot, a little bit less wrestling than we're sort of used to. Then we get to this evening show, which, and I mentioned, there was 13 minutes of wrestling on the beginning. We get a match, which is a complete comedy match, that, and, and the guys in there, it was Cotton Belly and, and Marion Fontaine versus the, the Ice Creams. Which was, you know, it, it was it was comedy, but it was okay. I, I enjoyed it. It was basically no wrestling. It was about a minute of of actual mat work, and the rest was just kind of them interacting. They brought kids out from the crowd and brought them into the ring, and then the kids were wrestling, and, and it was just that that's sort of what you got from the first half. So <laughs> quacks do cheaps. He's getting people out of the the damn arena. But um, then we get a uh, after that we got I, I don't remember the exact you know what what the order was, but we got a a thumb war where we had. Gavin Lotspeaker encouraged everybody in the crowd to start doing thumb wars with each other. Did, so we had a thumb did war. Did you do thumb wars? I did not. I was I was getting a drink and counting attendance at that point. So I was you, being a Joe Lanza. You no sold the thumb wars. No, I said by God after that. Uh, you know, I, I I was starting to get to a point where I'm like, oh, I mean, the show started about 20 minutes late too, which that, that's classic indie. That, that's fine. I didn't really mind that, but I, I needed a beer at this point. So no, I uh, I no sold the, uh, the the thumb wars. Wait a minute, but, they sell beer at Chikara? Uh, yes, yeah, this particular one. At the at the oh. at the Logan Square Auditorium, yes, you can get PBRs for eight dollars, Joe. I don't know why that surprises me, but uh, you know, yeah, it, it, it might be a building issue because that building has like concerts and stuff, so it might be the building says we have to do it regardless. But yeah, they. Uh, okay, I, I'm not ripping. You can drink beer at a family friendly. It's a family friendly show where you can drink beer. Okay, so. all right, that's fine. So thumb wrestling at the Chicago thumb wrestling. Show. What is actually? You know what? I, I I'm wrong because there was something else in between the thumb wrestling. But yes, there was a thumb wrestling in between a match. Then there was a squash match between uh, Max Smash Master, who, who, was, who did a real good job against your guy, Jojo Bravo, came out. Nobody knew who he was. I knew. I was the only guy that was like, yes, Jojo Bravo. Okay. So then you had a squash he match. He didn't last very long. He lasted about 35 seconds. And then they, they put, a, they put a, a tarp over him and carried him out. So they, they insinuated that he was dead, that he had died in the ring. And then on so. Twitter, he was saying he wanted a rematch. So it looks like that that is going to be some <laughs> kind of program moving forward. Um, okay. So then I believe you said that they played charades. They played charades. They brought off um, Hello Wicked came in to the ring, um, and they brought a kid from the audience, and they played a game of charades that lasted about 15 minutes. He was to play a race car, so he was running around the ring like a race car. Okay, so so far we've got a comedy match where they invited kids into the ring. We've got yep. thumb wrestling. We've got a squash match that lasted 15 seconds. Yep. And we've got wrestlers playing charades. Yes. What the fuck then is got- that? What is that? That's not wrestling, Rich. No. And this is we're, we're about we're about forty five minutes into this, and, and we've got and you paid for this. We got about an, a minute and twenty seconds of wrestling so far. Then we had Blind Rage versus Matt Fitchett. Okay. Are you aware of either man? Blind Rage, uh, yeah, he was with Chikara in the early days, went away for a while, came back yep. to Chikara Source Rex, I believe, and then uh, Matt Fitchett, yeah, he wrestles a lot down in Texas. Yeah, St. Louis Anarchy guy. Yeah, yeah. A tag team uh, called Flippy Shit a, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm familiar with Matt Fitchett, sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just want to make sure. A lot of people, nobody in the crowd was at all. Okay. Um, I, I was aware of them just because I, I, I'm a nerd. Right. But uh, this match lasts about a minute, ended completely out of nowhere. It looked like a botch. No idea what was going on, and then it was over. So it was just a really short 
shitty match yeah. that ended on what looked like a botch. Yeah. And then I believe we had the finals of the, <laughs> the thumb wrestling war. Oh, my God. Did, did They did more thumb wrestling? Yes. Were people enjoying this? I, I could be out of order. I could be out of order. This nobody. No, the, the, you could hear a pin drop right now. And I look. I look at Jerome because we're sitting. We're sitting basically next to each other. We're we're, on, we're in different rows, but we're sort of facing one another. I just turn to him and he goes, "You seriously, you should have went to the, the afternoon show." So so the it's so he's apologizing so, to so me. Hold on he's a saying, so I'm sorry. So it's not like the thumb wrestling got over. No, no, nobody cared. How was Sean Sloan responding at this point? Um, he was sitting across from me because he had fancy seats because he's a fancy man. He was sitting across from me. He, uh, I just looked at his face and he was just kind of – we didn't make eye contact. But I could just see him staring off into space he, like he, what he's the one who in wanted, God's name are you doing? He's the one who wanted like, to what? leave. Yes, yeah. He's, like, I, he's, he's told me he was looking for the door. But he was your ride so he you, – I told – I hey, I said I'm, I'm from Chicago, man. I can get a ride home from anybody. So the thumb wrestling was not over with the crowd. Uh, not at all. Was the no. charades over with the crowd? Not at all. So this shit was falling flat on top of everything else. Oh, absolutely. So, no, so, the, so the goofy Chikara nerds weren't even buying into this shit. No. People came there to see wrestling. This, yeah, this absolutely. Wasn't, and that's, this, and that's, okay, so this, this wasn't the overpass trolls who were playing, who were uh, doing scavenger hunts on Ustream while the Chikara no, was it, shut it, down. It's a very small segment, too. And that's what I've always sort of said. And I, 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 I was there with um, – with Colin Baldwin, who who um, who writes for the site occasionally when he's not working on his <laughs> godforsaken bar exam that has got him, you know, completely, you know, taken away from from society. But I tell, I you, this show, just, I tell you, this show had a bunch of heavy hitters at it. This, it this, did. It was. This was. This is the Internet All Stars. It was a show. bloggers meetup. I said. I, I even put it on Twitter. It was like a, the, the the wrestling bloggers meetup. Like there was everywhere you looked. It was like, oh, you own a website. Oh, you write for who? You do what? You do this? Like it was. They were everywhere. I tell you, the one man who should have been at this show was Dylan. Could you imagine Dylan at this show? Oh my God! Yeah, Cubs fan was there. Did you did you follow Cubs fan? Cubs fan. Yeah, he was complaining too. And but, oh, no. he, he was like, he wanted to go. He was like, I'm leaving. I'm, <laughs> I think he had a tweet this, where he's like, I tell you, I'm what, one foot out of the this disc. crowd yeah. was more interesting than what was going on in the ring. This was the internet yeah. all stars at this show. There was, there was oh, absolutely, and there was an audible buzz between us because there was a lot of. I mean, you, you Chicago was filled with them, and there was a lot of guys in there that were kind of. There was a buzz of. What the fuck are we watching here? What what is this? Why do we come here to this? And this is and this has been a big issue. Vince Morales was there too, guy who's also Vince read, Morales. Was there. All right, so you, we've got. Let me get his phone was turned off though, or something. He didn't he didn't interact with any of us. <laughs> you know, I why? Because for. he's the Chikara cheerleader, and it was shit. But, he was what? embarrassed. Did you follow his tweets? I know did he didn't like tweets? it either. No. So you you let me get this straight. We had voices of wrestling at the show. Yeah. We had lucha. Nicole? We had lucha blog at the show. We had PW ponderings at the show. We had Ole wrestling at the show. This is LA. This is this is truly the Internet All Stars. This show. Yeah. I'm surprised Allen didn't fly in from Ireland. I am surprised too. Uh, Martin Bentley was there. Martin Bentley, unbelievable. Pro wrestling lad, yeah. This is crazy. Everyone was at the show. I got to come up for one of these shows. That'll clear the room. So anyway, well, not Chikara. I don't know if you want to come to Chikara anymore. Listen, but, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't walk across the street for Chikara. <laughs> at this point, are you kidding me? Chikara is just. I, you know, I, I've been through it ever since the show. It's the fucking dirt worst. I can't. I. I wouldn't. I'm telling you right now. If Chikara was happening in my backyard, I'd shut the blinds. So <laughs> we haven't gotten an intermission yet. This is. This sounds horrendous. Then we had the Batiri versus Oliver Grimsley and Ofka the Quiet. Who basically play like a carnival? It's basically the menagerie gimmick. 
Oliver Grimsley, it, it's, he's wears suspenders and a big hat and that sort yes, of stuff. And, and the Batiri, you, you're WA Mid Atlantic. Oliver Grimsley, yep. I'm familiar with him. Sure. Yep. And the Batiri, you obviously know about them. They're they're yeah. kind of shining stars who smell a lot. They, the, the smell when they come out of icy hot is is deafening. I don't know if deafening is the right word for it. It's not at all. So part of their it's gimmick, palpable. Part, palpable. Sure. Part of their gimmick is their scent. I guess so because they come out and it just reeks of icy hot. What are we even talking about here? This is wrestling. What is this? this is, and then so. Wait till you see what this match. So this match lasts. I, I I don't have a timer out in front of me. Maybe five to ten minutes. Five. I'll, I'll give it five to seven, maybe max. The Batiri get disqualified for beating on Oliver Grimsley too long. What? He's on top. The Batiri on top of him. They they sort of get in the ring. So they're, is like they're brawling. Is it like a closed fist deal? What's the problem? It's just like a he's beating on him. The referee Bryce Rumsberg saying you got to stop, break it up, break it up, stop. You know you got to tag out, and then he just calls for the DQ. Hey, listen. Can't, and at this point, we beat, you we can't beat on guys here. We have to thumb wrestle or play charades. How dare you wrestle? Get out of here. This, and then this Joe, sounds so awful. I, I and then Joe, could you imagine the noise that the crowd made when Gavin Loudspeaker said, and we are going to take a brief intermission. Oh, my God. And I heard at least three people go, what the fuck was the first half of the show? Like, When does the show start? Right, I, and then Jerome had something like I, I forgot exactly what he said, but yeah, th- th- it was it was very obviously like, wait, that was what you would consider the first half. This just sounds so dreadful. It's I, I, the, the, the second half. I will give it. I mean, we had uh, your boy Juan Francisco versus Billy Rock, a guy we've had. Uh, we've had a bunch of his students on on the show. Uh, you had the ants versus the ants. I know you were looking I've had forward it. to that I've one. Had it. It's time to exterminate the ants, every one of them. Go ahead. So neither of those matches were, were, were great, but they were okay. Billy but at Rock least got you, over. Fi- you finally got some wrestling back. It was like, my God, wrestling. I mean, that, that Ant match might have been – that could have been a freaking five-star affair for all I care. On a, on a, and, and I if, put that so on the So if you're grading on a curve, that's like a five-star. That was, that was a five-star, yeah. Right. And, and like there was botches and it was the Ants doing their, the Ant thing. But in my God, if it didn't get a standing ovation, for my God, you just wrestled and that's what we came to see. And my God, you wrestled. Thank you. Then we had Jimmy Jacobs versus Eddie Kingston, which wasn't a match. It was more or less Jimmy Jacobs cutting a promo on Eddie Kingston, talking about how Eddie wants the title back and, and he can't live without the title. And then Eddie Kingston cried. Hmm. So That sounds fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Then you got Archibald Peck, Shane Matthews, and Scott Parker versus the BDK. Okay, how was that? Good match. Good, good match for about 10 minutes until it ended in a DQ so they give you when a- Albert Grimsley and Ofka the Quiet came out again. Oh, God. So now at this point, Colin's like about to punch me for, for even letting him come to this show. Everyone's just like, oh my god. We're looking at our watches like, well, what time is it? Are we okay, going so home or still bed? the show isn't getting over. Not at all. Then, luckily, the Batiri came out and the crowd's going apeshit, going, give us the match. You know, we, you know, four on four, eight man tag. I forgot exactly what we're cheering. And then they say, okay, we're going to ring the bell and we're going to have an eight man tag. Archibald Peck, Shane Matthews, Scott Parker, and the Batiri. Oh, this was ten man, ten man. Versus the BDK in the uh, the auditorium. This was really good. This lasted about fifteen minutes or so. A lot of crazy spots. Archibald Peck, you know, diving from the, the ring to the outside right in front of us. Just a really cool. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was compared to the other stuff on the show, Joe. This was so, the most uh, okay. spectacular match I have ever seen. That and the ants are so five star. Sounds matches like you got. Sounds to, like you got two decent matches. Yep. One or two passable matches, and the rest of it was complete and total shit. Yeah, probably lasted about two hours, two and a half hours, and none of it got over. No. And that's just not you. Not that just wasn't you and your. I mean, the main event got super over. The main event was super over because people were just dying for something to for sink something. their teeth into. That ants match, like I said, Joe, it might have the, the roof was blown off that place when the one of the ants dove outside of the ring and did a plancha. It was like 
Yes. <laughs> but yes, like you're you're Okay. My god, he did a wrestling maneuver. It, it was unbelievable. We're goofing around and we're having some fun with it. But I have a serious question for you. Do you think they killed the town? Mm. How many people? There weren't a lot of people there. It it was a good crowd. It was sold out, but it it was it's a small arena. It's a small place, man. I I would be I would be shocked if they can come back and run get get half those people back. There was sort of a they ended on the highest of high, which was good, which really is going to help them a little bit. But man, they you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of people that would be into that show. So there's something to the idea that they could have killed the town with that awful show. I I don't want to go that far, but yeah, I I, I think that there is there's something to be said for it. I, it would be I, I'd be very interested to see when they come back because this was not a good. I mean, you pay twenty bucks for the show. It's it's not a cheap ticket for an indie wrestling show. And you got that, man. That sound. You know what? I I hope people make a stand, and when they come back, nobody goes. I really do. I'm sick and you got. And, and I mentioned it to you on the way there, and, and I made the mistake, and you sort of mentioned it too on a show before of, of of don't buy shows unless you know the card. And I bought this show when they said Chikara's coming to Chicago. I said, cool. Last time Chikara came to Chicago, they were awesome. It was the Tag World Grand Prix. I was into it. I'm buying this ticket. Then leading up, we're we're driving to the show, and I'm telling these guys that I'm driving with. I'm saying, look, this show's gonna suck. Look at this card. This is god awful. Yeah, this is horrendous. Like you know, this is going to be an awful yeah, show. Yeah, the lineups, the, end, the lineups on paper were were, were terrible. Were f- fucking horrendous. Yeah, it was awful. And I said this is going to be a terrible show. And, and and Sean didn't listen. And at the end, he was like, "Well, this show was the worst thing I've ever saw." And I said it was going to be the worst thing I ever saw. I told you that. I know one guy that's not coming back, and that's Sean Sloan. He is not coming back. Oh, well, I hope there's a lot of Sean Sloans. And I, I mean, it, it was, and, and I've, I've I've pleaded this as long, and I had people on Twitter that were saying, "Oh, you know, that, oh yeah, Chikara having fun," and I'm like, "This is no, 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 no." And, and I've, I don't know how long I have to bang this drum, and, and and you can be in this crowd to see people like Chikara because they're wrestling fans. I, I I'm there with those people, and those are a lot of the same people that go to AEW, which is a pure three hour you're watching wrestling show. The people that go to Chikara are there to watch wrestling. They like the the fun stuff involved in wrestling is fun. But if it's just the fun stuff, if it's just thumb wars and charades, nobody wants that. I completely agree. People want fun in the context of wrestling. That's why I'm a Chikara fan because, you know what, hey, it's cool sometimes to watch wrestling. And then, yeah, they do some fun stuff. They have some cool stories within the realm of wrestling. You- if it's just going to be charades, I don't want to go. If it's just going to be let's let's run through a park and look under trees to find stuff because – Maybe a, a referee will get abducted or whatever. That's not wrestling. I, I want to watch wrestling. You, At the end of the day, I'm a wrestling fan. You, and all those people in the crowd were that too. You didn't like Chikara. You then turned the corner on him and gave him a chance and you got into it before the shutdown. Yeah. Because it was like you said, it was wrestling mixed with a little bit of fun. It was something a little different. Then the shutdown happened and now you're going back the other way again because now it's just too much bullshit again. That's basically yeah, and, and Vince Morales, and, 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 and you can call me a hater or all that. There's a guy who lives and dies by Chikara. Here's a guy who, who was – a guy that we sought out when when Chikara was shutting down to tell us to explain what's going on. This guy knows the entire story, everything about it, and 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 he even said in a tweet, I I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but he said the first half of that show is everything I hate about Chikara since the rebirth, and the second half is everything I loved about Chikara. There you go. And that's that tells me exactly there because it was the tale of two shows. It was like here's the old of of these really talented guys, and here's and I think what what, what it really comes down to, and and I don't want to give. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on these guys that competed in here. The JoJo Bravos of the world, the Matt Fitches of the world. These guys, the, the Batiri, you know, the ice cream, that sort of stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on these guys because they 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 do what they do. But you you look at the difference between the rosters of the 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 second half of the show and the first half of the show, and you see why the first half was so awful. They're getting guys. I get. They can talk until they're blue in the face about how they're not 
dealing with financial issues, look at these cards. Go and look a year ago at the cards. These are lean shows. These guys are working triple duty on some shows. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. You say you don't want to shit on these guys. You're shitting on a couple of them two or three times, let's face it. Mm-hmm. You know, because while you're out there playing charades, uh, you know, the guy that you just watched is putting on his uh, Eastern, Eastern Block Nation gimmick and coming mm-hmm. out for the next match. I mean, you know, this is a shoestring budget at this point. You, you're absolutely right. You look at the lineups, and that's not to shit on it like you're saying. It's not to, you know, we're not crap. No, Jojo Bravo did what he did. Max you know? Smashmaster did. did these guys are professional awesome, wrestlers guys- trying to make a living, and that's not the point here. The point here is there's a clear drop in, uh, in, in the caliber uh, and the, the, the name power, I should say, and the type of wrestlers that they were using then as compared to what they're using now. And the confidence they have in those guys, too. There's sure. a reason why all those matches were a minute. Yeah, there could be something to that too. You're right. There could be something to that too. You're absolutely right. And it could be what they're getting paid. That maybe, <laughs> maybe Matt Fitchett doesn't want to, you know, have a 20 minute knockout drag out war if he knows he's getting paid. You know, well, I will tell you this. I saw I saw the Batiri on at AW the night before, and they were working their ass off. I saw him here. Not not quite the same effort. I saw Jimmy Jacobs and Nate Kingston have a 25 to 30 minute match at AW the night before. They didn't wrestle this time. Uh, <laughs> all right. Listen, you're making some good points. I, I saw Billy Rock there, who was selling uh, pamphlets and paying out pamphlets for his, his wrestling school, and and had a had a nice little mat wrestling match, but not a whole lot of not a whole lot of you know real painful offense. Pretty basic. A lot of a lot of a lot of maneuvers on the ground. It's for families, Rich. I I don't know. Can't you play charades at home? I guess there's something to be said for playing charades with a man in a giant ant costume. I don't. I don't know, but I don't know what that. I don't know how that's professional wrestling, though. And I don't know how. You know, I. I it sounds to me, if you're, if and I have no reason to believe you're exaggerating or anything uh, about the crowd reactions. It sounds to me like they've potentially killed the town, and they they generally do pretty good in Chicago. Yeah. So. Um, listen, I'm, I'm completely off the Chikara train. They're not getting a dollar of my money anymore. I, 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 the whole thing is, is not what I want out of wrestling. And, uh, I, it just sounds like complete shit to me. I, they have a bad taste in my mouth. I want, I, it's going to, yeah, I'm going to have to see what the next show is. I'm, I'm, I'm not running on my way to buy tickets to the next show. So, which I believe they said was September and I walked out and said, okay, well, we'll see then. There's a lot of things that I don't like that they did business-wise that we're not going to get into again uh, during the shutdown that I that leave a bad taste in my mouth. And from that perspective, and the crap that they're giving people, um, and and how they just they, 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 I don't know the the whole thing is just there's a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to Chikara. So um, you know if if they're going to give people shit like that, then you know I hope the next time they come back around, there's 50 people there like you know the wrestling is shows. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, because I mean, I'm paying. I'm. I'm. I'm, that's I'm paying the same getting. amount. You're getting a wrestling is show. I mean, that's what you're getting. That's that's exactly yeah, exactly. And that's fine if, but I'm paying Chikara money to go to a wrestling is show. Right. I have no problem paying ten dollars, fifteen dollars for a, a wrestling is show. I, I went to AEW and I paid you know twenty dollars for a front row seat, but I paid fifteen for for that stuff. You, there's a lot of guys. I wasn't sitting front row for this. I was sitting general admission, and my ticket was twenty bucks. And eight dollar beers and that sort of stuff. People in front row were paying a lot of money. Well, it sounds awful. Uh, you know, like I said, they could run across the street and I wouldn't go. And I go to TNA shows and they come to town. So um, it's just a, it's the product's a total turnoff for me these days. And the, the whole shutdown was a total turnoff to me. And uh, I think there were some unethical things that went down during that shutdown as well. So 
And and you can look at the the roster. There's a lot of guys that uh, are no longer on the roster for many many reasons. So it's true, yeah. And they've they've in a large in a lot of ways. And I know there's there's still a segment of fans that really really love them, but a lot of ways they've kind of become a, a, a sort of a joke. You mentioned it to some guys, and they kind of laugh about it. You're talking about wrestlers now that you've talked to. Yep. Right. Yep. You mentioned Jakara, and they kind of chuckle off, like, "Yeah, I, I no. Yeah. Hey, are you going to Jakara? No. Hey, you work at Jakara next month? No. Well, why not? I mean, Gran, Gran Akuma was a was a big deal in Jakara. You you don't hear a thing, a peep out of that guy about Jakara anymore. There's others. Yeah. I know here. You can look at the I roster. Know, Go look I, at last year's. I know who you're talking about specifically too. There's others. I I I know. There's a lot. There's a lot. Look. Oh well. So that's what it is. So. AEW was awesome. Chikara was there was two good matches. Are you gonna and, go back? Um, like I said, I'll have to see what the card is. If it's a uh, glorified, it, it, it's gonna be a Friday. It's gonna be the a few days before, maybe a walk up. There's 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 not a chance. I'm just buying blindly. They said, oh, we're we're, we're announcing a card. I believe in September. I just like I said, I just got up and left. Hey, look, listen. I tell people all the time, and I can't. Yep, stress I'm gonna, you, you have to give me something. You're show gonna have to throw me a bone. Me a card, or I am not buying a ticket. To your show, right? I you you you, you the fans have to stop letting these promoters be lazy. Show me something. This new era of allowing these guys to not put a card together, and and them trying to sell you tickets without putting a card together, and people buying these tickets. Listen, all all we're doing is fans are shooting ourselves in the foot and allowing these guys to be lazy. Show me a card. Give me a main event. Give me something. Or I I I don't buy tickets anymore if you don't give me a card. I just don't do it. And I'm going to use them as an example, not because I'm tight with some people there or whatever it is. You look at Inspire Pro Wrestling. Rich, what do they do? They give you a show on a Sunday, and the card for the next month is on the internet by Tuesday. The yep. whole card. The entire card. And that's how it used to be everywhere. And there's other places that do that too. And there's no, and they got their posters, right? everything. Okay? Yeah, it's ready to go. Done. Because they know they got, a, they got a show coming up in July. They already know the card for August. They know it now, today. Show me something. Stop letting these promoters off the hook. Stop buying tickets to cards when, when there's no card yet. Man, does that drive me nuts when people do that. But anyway, I think I got fired up just in time. <laughs> okay, listen. Now is when we're going to address the Jason Felix situation. We've got nothing left, right? Uh, let's see. Oh, Money in the Bank. Oh, Money in the Bank. Okay. Money in the bank. God, how do we? Wow. We we we, we forgot. <laughs> Clearly on the we, polls. We did TNA so. and Shakara, and we we forgot to do the WWE pay per view where they're crowning a champion. But you know, <laughs> that could be God. that. You know, that could be telling. Um, yeah. I don't have a ton of interest in this show. I don't know about you. <laughs> Not much. That's that's unbelievable. I I was about to let you go because I forgot that the show was this Sunday. So yeah, that tells you a lot too. Yeah, I. I for a match where it's going to be the 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 one of the biggest matches in the history of their 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 business, it's yeah. It's uh. Three odd. Who do you who do you think is winning this uh this title ladder match? Because I have no good feel for this. I listen. Alberto Del Rio is not winning it. Uh, no. Cesaro is probably not winning it. Um, I, this thing really comes down to Cena, Wyatt. Um, I can't imagine Wharton's going to win it. No, 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 no. Not Kane. Uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, listen. I think there's a few that, that are not. I think not. Kane can. No. Listen, way. here's the thing. If the plan is to if the plan is to put the title back on Daniel Bryan, then Kane is okay. then Kane is winning this match. The the problem is I don't think the plan is to put the title back on Daniel on Daniel no. Bryan. 
Um, but if he does win, that's obviously the direction they're going to go. So I wouldn't write him off completely like an Alberto Del Rio or somebody like that. Roman Reigns, I, I don't think that they should. That's not – and I wrote in the preview that, God forbid, you can ever actually look at at our website. I wrote in the preview that that's – you. If, if you're familiar with how Vince and, and WWE likes to build their next big baby faces, it's not just a flash win out of nowhere. This guy's good to go. It's it's the the, the chase, the underdog, the uh, overcome the odds. It's, it, that's how – that's been the template. Well, it's not only like that. I just think it's too soon for Roman Reigns to win. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's what I mean, that, that, that if you gave it to him right now, that's not how they build stars. They, they, the, the, it's obvious the direction for him is to be that big star, and that's not how they build stars. When they have their idea of what they're going to do with a babyface big star, it's not flash win out of nowhere, way too early, now he's the champion. You know? I think I'm going to peak him at Mania, obviously. Exactly. So. The build is going to be overcoming odds at Mania, boom, he won it, miracle. Maybe not a miracle, maybe not the Daniel Bryan miracle style, but they still like to the, the, the overcome the odds style is, is, is how they do it for everybody. So, I mean, what, and he's not really overcoming odds. So right what now. do you I think? Mean, I mean, who do you think? I there's two guys that really come to my mind initially, and that's John Cena, who I, I mentioned is the security blanket that they can always sort of know that they can go to him and he can sort of do stuff. But you don't know if the plan is 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 possibly Lesnar at SummerSlam. Do you do Cena Lesnar? You know, saw the poster that came out that's been since removed from Amazon that that had those two on there. Um, I there's Bray Wyatt, who's another one that I'm really big on as, as possible win there because he's the sort of transitional heel champion that, that it sort of worked for me that, that I don't think this guy's ever going to really headline a WrestleMania. So he might be a guy that you could throw a bone to right now and, and, and sort of do that. To me, I would pick John Cena. Go to my head because I think that's just the, the, the most it's the safe, the, the, the safe route. Sure. They know what they're going to get out of him. They know he can go. He can, in the interim, wrestle those 20-minute matches. That's the other thing, too, with Roman Reigns is – you got to realize that when, when you're a main eventer, when you're the WWE main event and you're the champion or whatever, you got to go 15, 20 minutes. There's no evidence he can do that. And there's nothing. We haven't seen anything there's with no that evidence. yet. He might be able to do it, but there's no evidence that he can do it. There's no evidence he can carry singles matches or even Correct. carry we his say, He's had one. He's had one so. singles match that we can all remember, and it was horrendous. It was, it was with, awful with, with Bray Wyatt. With Bray Wyatt. I don't think Bray Wyatt can do it either, but it, it's less so for the, the heels seem to be able to get away with it a little bit more than the baby face. The faces really have to... To, to, to really harness that spot and really do a lot with it. That's why I see Cena. Cesaro's an interesting one. I couldn't see it really happening. Del Rio, I would say no. You, you, your Kane theory is okay, but I still say no. Randy Orton, hell no. Sheamus, no. So I'm between Wyatt and Cena, and I'm probably going to lean Cena just because it's a security blanket. It's the safe pick. But I, I could just as easily see Wyatt. But those are my I, two. I picked Bray Wyatt, but the only wrench in that plan is that uh, they're obviously they're not going to do a Bray Wyatt-Lesnar match. Yeah, how you get to Lesnar. The plan here seems to be Unless they go a different direction with Lesnar for SummerSlam. So um, I, I really don't know. Cena is the safe pick. If you put a gun to my head and you put my life on the line, I'm picking John Cena to win this thing because I think it's the safe pick. And it's the it's the best fallback option that they have here. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and I believe I picked Bray Wyatt in the rev- in the preview and, uh, and I'm going to stick with it. Look, he's the top heel right now. and He's also arguably the most over face all at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I can't stand the guy. I don't I don't like him at all. I fast forward his segments. His promos are cringy to me. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of his in ring. And uh, he probably of all the people on the roster is one of the people that I'm interested in the least on the entire roster. I really don't like the guy at all. But um, I, I think uh, it would probably be the best move to put the title on him right now in this scenario, except for the fact that I don't know what you do with Lesnar at that point. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be up in the air. I definitely think it, there's some intrigue as far as we don't know who's going to win the thing. 
Um, now, the bad news in the other ladder match is that bad news Barrett was injured. Yep. And to me, he is one of the most interesting guys on the roster right now. One of the better. He's developed into one of the better workers. Uh, he's really – listen, I hated this gimmick at first, but most people did. But I really turned the corner on it, and it's a winner. Uh, he's gotten over with the crowd, and it's really a shame that he's gotten hurt at this point. Um, have you heard any updates on how serious he's hurt? I have not. It's it's, it's still a separated shoulder is all I've heard. Uh, th- th- all the reports out from the doctor, the WWE doctor and stuff, is that he was in a lot of pain. And, yeah, I mean, separated shoulder, you're not going to – I mean, that's that's not just a little – that's a big deal. So that's, that's not a guy that they're going to rush back. So as far as I know, I haven't seen a replacement yet. I didn't even know if they mentioned it in the sp- – Spoilers yet. I didn't read through the SmackDown spoilers yet, but as far as I know, no, he is definitely not going to be at Money in the Bank. So, no, no, yeah, I know he's not going to be in the match, but I was wondering how long. Oh, as far as how long, yeah, it's, it's, it's see, separated shoulders are really weird. I don't know if you've ever um, had it happen to you, but I, I've had buddies where some people heal up real easy, and other people just the shoulder, it's never the same again. It, 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 it dislocates all the time. It's separate, you know, it, it's just never ever the same again. And, and and some guys respond to it pretty easy. Some guys, you know, a little pop back in and they're a little sore for a little bit and they're they're ready to go or whatever, you know, that sort of stuff. But some people, it takes a lot of time for them. So I, I, I it, it's hard to say. It's really everybody is different with a separated shoulder. So, well, if this was 1979, I would tell you that Dean Ambrose. He popped some pills. Well, and, well <laughs> so actually, no. switching gears. I mean, I would tell you that Dean Ambrose was going to win this match for sure because you would want to make the heels look goofy for putting him in the match. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins asking for him to be in the match and, and, and Triple H, you know, uh, putting him in the match. But that's not the way they do things anymore. It's never that predictable. But the big subplot here is, of course, Ambrose and Rollins both being in the match. Yeah. I thought Barrett had a chance to to actually sneak in and win the match before he got hurt. You've got guys like Z- 